Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 567-0560, toll free for Dave and Broward, okay. or pound 560 on your cell phone. Yeah. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Reed Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. It's Monday. Oh, God, Friday seems so far away. Here I'm trapped in this office to stay. I feel like crap because it's Monday.
place will be rocking because it's Saturday night. Because it's hockey tonight. Because it's Saturday night. Welcome to a commemorative edition of Labatt Saturday Night. For the last time from Maple Leaf Gardens, here's Ron McClain. Oh! Wow. The emotion, the uh, sweat, the tears, the uh, nostalgia. Anybody out there into that? No. Of course not. <laughs> oh, this place, man, I'm telling you, when I sit and listen to what these assholes talk about that call in on this station, it's enough to make you want to sit on a curb somewhere and cry for like hours and hours. It really is. The entire world, the universe was tuned in. ESPN2, the douche, CBC, Chicago, uh, whatever that sports, uh, Fox Sports, whatever that thing is, on a small dish, the big dish. On the flashic dishes and the milkic dishes, and yeah, the Leafs—they uh, stunk. Played a horrible game, but who cares? As they closed one of the—I guess that's the last of the great in any sport. The last of the great sports venues, Maple Leaf Gardens. And then afterward, they had a ceremony. They brought everybody who'd ever even been in the city of Toronto out there. I mean, people that haven't been invented yet. They even brought back uh, Harold Ballard and Foster Hewitt. They were like uh, brought the bodies back and rolled them across center ice, stuck each one in the net. By the way, speaking of sticking people in that, that Denise Pot fan, man, is this guy a moron or what? Is he an idiot? Yes. That horrible performance by the Panthers in Montreal on Saturday night, and this guy, which I didn't watch much of that because obviously I was watching the Leaf game. This asshole, I mean, he's a moron. He's an asshole. He's talking about, well, the puck is bouncing around, and he was out there in the morning, which we found out later on, that they had him out there with Mark Parrish. Nice going, by the way, Terry Murray, you jackass. Another late episode. Kid uh, oversleeps. Takes the cab to the wrong arena, shows up in practice late. Oh, you're benched. I can't believe this. This is unacceptable. Uh, again, like a guy, a kindergarten teacher. You missed your calling, Terry. You should have been a kindergarten teacher. And they just are in a coma Saturday night. So Denise Potvan makes the comment. I was lucky enough to be tuned in when he said, well, you know, I was out there on the ice this morning. And this ice here in Montreal at the uh, Molson Center is very not, not what the, we're used to playing on. It's real chippy and the puck bounces a lot. It's not like what we're used to playing on. <laughs> The ice is real chippy, and it bounces a lot. And I thought, well, what the hell are they used to playing on, you moron, you imbecile, you fat frog, you dumb jerk, you idiot? God, how could anybody be so stupid? How could anybody be alive that long and be that dumb? That's that's what I wonder about, Denise Potvan, how anybody could even just not absorb some intelligence. A lot of poops in there, Yeah, right, that we know. Man, is he an idiot. So we got a lot of crap going on here this morning. Thank God the all the you know and the talking heads, the networks, they're trying desperately. They got the polls out. They just won't let go of this penis gate. I hate to break the news to you, boys. It's all over. As you heard here on this show on Friday, as we did the countdown, it's all over. In fact, this is the best poll of all to show you how brilliant the American public is. CNN showed this morning, and I just looked up briefly, so I may have the wrong order as far as the top two. They took a poll of the American public who doesn't quite frankly know Thomas Jefferson from Jefferson's department store, which is closed, by the way. 
asking the greatest U.S. presidents in their opinion. Now, one and two was George Washington and Abe Lincoln. I'm not really sure what you ordered, but it doesn't make any difference. Number three was Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Number four was Bubba, President Clinton, and after that, I didn't see, okay? So even after all of this stuff, and then they got the other polls about, well, their opinion of him has gone down and his legacy, what will it be? Because they got nothing else to talk about. In spite of all of this stuff, in spite of Penisgate and uh, Staingate, they still think he's the fourth greatest president in history, which, of course, is ridiculous on the face of it. But it goes to show you what... I mean, uh, anybody ever hear of Roosevelt? No. Huh? Either one of them? No. Or anybody else? But uh, Jefferson? No. Well, they don't like guys that do their slaves. That's what really soured them on Jefferson, right? How about George Jefferson? Anyway, by the way, I got a letter which I haven't shared with you yet, George. You'll be real excited about this. Henry in Miami, who wants the uh, cassette of uh, Ganja, be good, who sent us a... You know, I mean, Henry, I hate to break the news to you, but you're a little bit slow, okay? Here's a guy that sent us a $10 check for George to make a cassette, a recording of that, and sent it to him. He makes the check out to WIOD. And I thought, well, what, what is wrong with you, man? What are we going to do with that? Huh? What are we going to do with a check made out to IOD? Pick it up your ass. Which is about the only thing we could do. We could wipe our ass with it, I guess. So I had to tear the check up and toss it in the circular file. Sends me another letter today. Requested a cassette of Smoke Ganja Smoke a few weeks ago. No success. Maybe it got lost. If my contribution wasn't enough, please let me know what I owe. <laughs> Only $50. Yeah, how about 100 Henry? What a schmuck. Will appreciate any consideration. Need cassette for fun purposes. Henry with a name and address. Oh, DAV. Oh, we know what he's uh, doing with that weed. Veteran of two wars. Henry, I don't care if you're a veteran of 80 wars. You're still a putz, okay? P.S. Been listening since day one. We'll, uh, uh, we buried five terminal family members who listen daily. <laughs> Never missed. <laughs> now I'm starting like Henry a little bit better, okay? So it's got his address on there. Maybe you can uh, have like a little pen pal back and forth with Henry until he figures out who to make the check out. Or maybe just stick the $10 bill in the envelope, okay, so George can stuff it in his pocket and the money too. Okay, Henry? You got that, Henry? No. Okay. This is Joe Ball and the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They don't come any better than Neil Rogers. Ten fifteen at five sixty WQAM. So every day that I see, you know, as I uh, watch and listen and hear and live more and more, it reinforces all these uh, things that I talk about on the show all the time. All of these things. For example, 
just give you one example. This horrible story we had at Boca High last uh, week where the 17-year-old kid, the soccer player, had a heart attack and collapsed and died on the field. So this morning I'm watching the news, and they're showing the uh, funeral service for this uh, soccer player. And, of course, the reporter says, oh, well, they were seeking all the young, all his uh, classmates and teammates, they were seeking answers. Well, first of all, let me tell you this. If you're looking for answers, don't go to church. Don't go to any religious institution. You won't get no answers there, will you? No. You'll get a bunch of bull crap. And the priest who's doing this uh, eulogy, he's going on and on about, uh, well, we don't know because it's a big mystery. It's, it's everything, see, because he works in mysterious ways. It's a mystery. And then one of the relatives is saying, well, he was taken from us so early because uh, he was too good for this uh, earth. For you know, uh, what, what, what does that mean? He was too good for the crap that we got here on earth. And then the best line of all is from the priest, well, at least if nothing else, we know that God has got a great soccer player up there in heaven. I mean, how, why do we do this? I realize that people are terrified of death, whether it's their own or somebody they love, somebody they know. But why do we do this? Why do we say All of these things. stupid things? Right. God has got a great soccer player up there in heaven. He's in heaven now. Anybody really believe that? No. Of course nobody really believes it. So why do we have to say these things? Why are people compelled to say crap? That's what I would like to know. Which we'll never get an answer on that because, you know, being the heathen that I am, I'm a bad guy. I just don't want to play the game, you know, out there on the uh, periphery of reality. Thank God. I noticed Channel 4, by the way, they did their, they did, they took the piece from the morning show that they dropped What's Your Beef and they made a whole week out of it last week. Did you see the uh, summary of that over the weekend? Well, guess what the uh, number one beef is in South Florida? And guess who's hocking a chinic about it the most? Language. That's right. And they had these women on there. Oh, we talk about it constantly. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. See, that's why we don't have a big female audience on this show. If I would pull a Sandy Payton, of course, you don't have any audience at all. But if I would do like she doesn't talk about bilingualism all the time, the guys would probably all be gone. But we'd have all the women out there. That's why we have no women interested in this show. That's all they want to talk about is, you know. And I don't disagree with the basic premise that it's very rude and obnoxious and uh, impudent and arrogant and uh, et cetera and so on. Of people who come here will make no effort to speak in English. And they showed all these different people on there on Channel 4 the other day. Oh, no speaking English. English. Sorry, no speaking English. Yeah, well, blow it out your ass. I don't give a damn. I have no room for those people. And they showed the same old tired crap, the arrogant asshole saying, well, you know, you can get a great job in Dade County. You don't have to learn to speak English. Well, that's my comment to you, okay? You're living here. Show a little bit of gratitude. Learn a goddamn language and stop being a bunch of arrogant spicks. That's my comment, which I've said for like 23 years, and I stand by that. But talk about beating a dead horse. You see, you can talk about this until hell freezes over, and people who are arrogant and obnoxious, they're still not going to learn English. And people that are got a brain, they're going to well learn whatever the hell they want to learn. Because basically it's a dumb country anywhere. We have all these uh, functionally illiterate people. And if you didn't feel dumb before, if you saw the 60 Minutes piece last night on that nine-year-old kid, oh, he's so precocious. Yeah, I think he needs a spanking is what he needs. Speaking of arrogant. Yeah, right. Arrogant little uh, blonde-headed kid, nine years old. He's a genius, okay? Is he a genius because he did something to become a genius? No. No, he did it because he's got the luck lucky genes. 
That's the only reason. Just like I tell you guys that I got a big schlong, okay? Don't be running around uh, bragging about it. You didn't do anything to make uh, make it big. You may have thought you were working on it. You didn't make your schlong big. You were born with it. So whatever you're born with, do you do you do the best you got with it? But what difference does it make? Like it's like it's an accomplishment. Yeah, Ed Bradley's interviewing this little nine-year-old kid who's going to college next year, who's another child prodigy. He's a genius, smarter than maybe all of us put together. And you know something? He's still a bratty little kid with a crappy attitude and also arrogant and impudent. Needs a good spanking is what he needs. Don't you think he needs a real good uh-huh. spanking? I change his attitude a little bit. But at any rate, and then, of course, they had the piece last night on 60 Minutes about the... Um, which is just like talking about bilingualism. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It is a total and universal waste of time because America is a slaughterhouse. America loves guns. Why don't these people just understand? Like Mayor Daly, uh, Dick up there in Chicago. I mean, he's doing the right thing, I think. But why doesn't he understand? People love guns. I mean, we got a long, a rich history of that's the American fucking way. Blowing each other's brains out with guns. With everybody and their brother walking around the streets with guns. Just ask Brian Blades, he'll tell you. Yeah, the family that shoots together gets killed together. It, it's it's a sickness, and uh, you know you can argue and this and that. And you got the NRA people. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not trying to discourage anybody from doing anything to get rid of this uh, gun sickness and the proliferation of handguns, especially with gang members and scumbags. Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe we've got too many gang members, too many scumbags in this country. You ever think of that? That could be part of the problem. There's an awful lot of scumbags out there. Some of them, by the way, play professional sports. And you're supposed to admire them and coddle them and overlook every goddamn thing that they do. And many of you do, by the way. Congratulations. Just like, uh, what's his name? Barry uh, Schmeck, Schweitzer, Switzer, Swisher. Back when he was the coach of the Cowboys still, last year. Year ago, whatever the hell it was, a year and a half ago, in the airport there in Dallas, that little uh, little thing in his bag, he just likes to carry it around. He likes his little thing. And he said, "What are you bugging me for?" That's the American fucking way. Right. That's what Barry Swisher said. So how can a chinook with the gun thing is a total waste of time because they don't give a crap? Got an interesting uh, fact. Well, it's not really very interesting. A long facts from a rabbi in Fort Myers. Are there Jews in Fort Myers? Uh-huh. Like one or two? I can't believe that. Enough Jews for there to be a... It says this is the um, February 12th Friday night sermon I'm giving in my shul in Fort Myers. And it's about the uh, Teletubbies and about Jerry Falwell and about uh, Barney the Dinosaur and about uh, Tinky Winky. Yeah, I saw uh, Jerry with his fat puss. See, the media knows that they're, they're really desperate right now. Bored to tears. Now that penis gate is all over with. So now they're back to John Bonet Ramsey again. They're, I told you they'd be back on that again. Are they back uh-huh. big time? It's all over the place because they're desperate. And the Jerry Falwell thing, even Wolf Blitzkrieg on CNN yesterday has got that fat-faced piece of turd on there. He's got Jesse Jackson, who never met a, a controversy that he didn't want to exploit. He's got him on one side of the screen and that big, fat-faced, uh, glowering jackass, Jerry Falwell, in the middle. That sneering, drooling jackass. And now the story is, well, you know, he never he never wrote that. He never said that he wrote it. It was in his publication. He's never even seen the Teletubbies and yada, yada, yada. So it's the same thing I told you about last week. Just throw out the outrageous, bigoted statements, see how they fly like a little trial balloon, and then as soon as there's a backlash, oh, I didn't really mean that. I mean, the Jew, uh, the Jew uh, Antichrist, oh, I mean, I didn't really mean to say it, even though I do believe it, but I didn't mean to say it because it just isn't going over very big. Oh, yeah. The Jew Antichrist bastard. 
and now it's the Teletubby is a fag, a Tinky Winky's a faggot. He's got a little purse. He speaks with a squeaky voice. Oi! I mean, nobody ever said nothing about Geldy in that little purse he carries to work in the morning. And a squeaky voice. He's getting laid a lot. Women, no less. Well, no, seriously, that's living proof right there. Just because you got a squeaky voice and you carry a little bag and you're like a little twerp doesn't mean you're a fag. Am I right? Uh -huh. That's right. Geldy is the living proof of that. Boy, Jerry Falwell. So, you know, again, every time you think that we're rid of some of these tired old faces, some of the tired old bullcrap and rhetoric, they make a comeback. All of a sudden, they make a comeback by saying ridiculous things on the face of them. Anybody in the media who's got a brain would say, this man needs to be locked up somewhere. Let's stop giving him more publicity. And by the way, just to prove my point, author says John Bonet's mom capable of harm. See, they're going to bring the. This is on the inside page, but it'll be back on the front page before long. Boulder, Colorado. John Bonet Ramsey's mother switched from charming to tough when challenged by a detective leading police to believe she was capable of bringing harm to her daughter. Author Lawrence Schiller writes in a new book on crime. Now, let's see. Lawrence Schiller wrote one of the OJ books. I'm trying to remember what. It was. Oh, yeah, he used to be a, a horrible book. He used to be uh, O.J.'s neighbor, which you don't find out until the middle of the book, and then he starts, like, sucking around and covering up and uh, sucking O.J.'s ass. Perfect Murder, Perfect Town, which will be released later this week, examines differences between police and prosecutors, tabloid speculation, and the culture of Boulder. Lawrence Schiller, are you going to buy this book? No. Not if you're smart. Just another exploiter. And I'm going to tell you who else I really, uh, oh, did I change my opinion this uh, last few days? You know who turned out to be a real jackass? That Alan Dushowitz. It wasn't just an aberration, that O.J. thing. They had him on a few days ago on one of the morning shows, and he was talking about how he might defend this anti-Semite, this obnoxious clown they had on there. They had him on in New York with Katie Couric on Today Show, and Alan Dushowitz was up there at Harvard, wherever the hell he is, talking about, well, he might defend him because he believes in the First Amendment, and yada, 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 and even though he's a virulent anti-Semite. And then over the weekend, Alan Dushowitz goes even further and says that if Hitler were still alive today, he would defend him and get him off. He could do it. Huh? Yeah, so in other words, another attorney asshole. See, the old thing about most lawyers are assholes is absolutely correct, sir. It is absolutely correct. He could defend him and he could get him off. Even as unctuous as his behavior was and repugnant and disgusting, nevertheless, Alan Dushowitz, he's smarter than all the rest of us, even that nine-year-old kid on 60 Minutes, and he could get him off. Maybe with his lips, maybe he could get him off. What a jackass. He's high on the list. Jews were embarrassed of Alan Dushowitz. He's uh, on the top five. Oh, fuck me off. What you heard all there was to hear by the Beatles or about the Beatles? Have you listened to so many Beatles tunes lately that you're ready to puke? Well, hold on to your lunch, because there's much, much more when you order Beatles rap. That's right. All the Beatles songs, no demand, in one complete volume. Sung by the rap stars of today. Here, Ice Cube, do the classic, I Wanna Hold Your Hand. I Wanna Hold Your Hand and Slap Your Motherfucking Hand. Bobby Brown, Ice-T, Coolio, or LL Cool J doing the unforgettable ballad, Hey Jude. Hey Jude, shut your Man. They're all here on Beatles Rap. Order today. We'll even throw in Yoko Ono's own arrangement of yesterday. Yeah. Call now. 1-800-WRAP-ME-UP. Right. Call now. 1-800-WRAP-ME-UP. Here's an interesting fact. Uh, well, not really. It says, regarding your comment on the soccer player's funeral, why do people keep believing this crap? It says, because they are full of crap, is what it says. Well, I mean, rather simplistic, although maybe right on target. Okay, let's uh, take a call or two here today because I'm loaded. I got all kinds of good uh, crap to load on uh, to unload today. Now that we're finally over this penis gate thing, let's uh, oh. let's have another party over it. Here's Miami. Hello. Hi, 
Yes, sir. Uh, last week you've made a number of disparaging comments, and you've done so again this morning. Oh, uh, disparaging comments about what? You've taken out of contest some of the things out of contest? That, the Rev, that the Reverend Farmer was saying last week, and then you went on the air, uh, and then you continued uh, to trash the man. You know, and deservedly uh, so. That's right. He's an asshole. He's an idiot. The fact that you are a smart Alice, there's no question about that. You prove that self every day on the air. Yeah. What oh, well, what does that have to do with it? Let, let's not make an attack on me. Let's talk about whatever whatever you. comments I took out of contest. You've taken it, sir. You, you, you mentioned maybe one or, or, or two times what he said, and then you went on and to call him names. I don't think it's appropriate for you to get on the air. Sir, sir, in other words, you're, you're a, another one of these good religious people that's going to tell me H, what's appropriate for me to say. A, you're going to tell me what I should say and what I shouldn't nobody, say. Please. Would you let me speak? I'm uh, listening to you, but but you're not telling me. You, but you're you, telling you're you, talking would, absurdity, sir. Let, let's get one thing straight, sir. Sir, a conversation sir. means a conversation means that you dummy up when I'm talking, I, and then I'll listen to you. Okay. Then I'll listen to you, but I'm saying something. An appropriate conversation is not somebody calling in on a show and telling me what I can say or can't say. I'm not commanding you to do anything. You just got through telling me what's appropriate and not appropriate. I'm asking you to respect me like I'm respecting you. I don't respect you. You sound like an imbecile. Well, I take that in contest, too, where it's coming from. In contest, yeah. And? Okay. I'm listening. What, so what's the point? The point is, I'm proud to be a member of his organization. I send him money all the time. Like I said, you're an imbecile. I had you pegged right from the start. What I'm saying is, you get on the air and you use, you cannot defend your your position, and you have to use dirty language that can't defend I, my I, position. I, I, like I, I, like I, that, I, Pinky Winky is a homosexual. Well, sir, did you I ever did you ever I, I did you ever see because, sir did uh, you ever see a cartoon character who was a homosexual? Yes, I have. This Pumba and uh, Timon, uh, the Timon character is certainly a homosexual because uh, I don't know if you've heard the point of view, but this uh, this the program point of view, which is hosted by Marlon Maddox, he uh, outed uh, Timon. Now, now we're, this, you know, sir, you know something? You're the best. You're the best caller I've ever had on this well, show. I'm, I'm you, 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 let me ask you something. How, how does a cartoon character commit homosexual because, acts? Okay, well, I've, I've seen these a couple of times. No, no, sir. Let, let me, let me ask you again. Blurred. Answer my, answer my question. Okay. How does a cartoon character commit any sexual acts? We're not talking about sexual acts. We're talking about homosexuality. How can, you, how, can, how can you be a homosexual unless you're acting it out? To, you don't have to act it out. You, you can, uh, there are signs and there are things you do. Oh, well, okay, Let, let's hear what those signs are. Come on. Okay, Timon speaks with a, he's got, you know, they have a certain accent when they, when they speak. He's yeah. got that accent. Well, well, what is, you, mean, you, mean like a, you mean like a lisp? Right, that's what it's yeah. called. So, so in other words, all, when, you, when you say when they, sir... Uh-huh. They have an accent. So in other words, all homosexuals speak with a lisp? All of them, right. Sir, I, let me ask you this. Do I, I have Do I have a lisp? I think sometimes you convince me you're one of them. No, no, sir. Let, let, sir we'll, we'll get to that. Let me ask you again. Do I have a lisp? No, you don't. Okay. I've been out of the closet for 22 years. I am a homosexual. I don't have a lisp. So it proves right off the bat I you're I think you're crap. lying to me. I think you're just putting on an act. I'm putting. I'm putting on an act. I think you because some of them are expert at doing. But what I'm saying is, yeah. Uh, so so you know, any anybody who's a homosexual who doesn't lisp is just putting on an act. Right. 
Now, why would anybody, with all the bigots running around like yourself and the Reverend Falwell, why would anybody put on an act? To, why would anybody put on an act to pretend to be a homosexual? I don't know if I want to continue this conversation because I'm already to it. Because because you don't have it because you're backed against the wall. Because I already shown that you're full of crap. Right, I'm male. Okay, thank you. Right. Is that incredible or what? That, that, oh, right off the bat to start the week. God bless you, sir. God bless you and that fat friend of yours, that fat phony friend. That's the best. I think it's inappropriate for you to uh, tell the truth. That was beautiful. Okay, that, that's our poll question today, by the way. Let's name all the gay cartoon characters. I mean, we know about Batman and Robin. Rex Bannon and Dr. Quest. And what about Dick Tracy? Yeah. Yeah. Sylvester. And what about Superman? What kind of a guy walks around with a cape on? Sylvester had the list. Yeah, Sylvester. How about Sylvester and Tweety Bird? I think they were doing it. Tweety Bird's a boy, you know, and he had I mean, a little boy. We are talking like I've been telling you folks for years, and now they're coming out of their closets. I mean, they're just whipping it right out, showing you beyond a shadow of a doubt. These people are crazier than a bed bug. They're certifiable. We need to have, a, instead of building more prisons, we need to build more sanitariums and put all these crazy people away. It's, it's, it's astonishing. This goes to show you how many stupid, and he's sending money to this faker. Oh, my God. This is beautiful. Well, this is the greatest, in my wildest dreams, I could have never anticipated starting the week right out of the box with our very first call. Sir, oh! the greatest, the best call in the history of talk radio bar none. Nobody could ever top that for absolute idiocy and stupidity and unabashed uh, lunacy. He's sending the money, and how dare I rep the, the Reverend Foulball, and uh, he took a comment out of contest. That's an evil thing. You know, only El Antecristo would take things out of contest. 22 before 11 at 560 WQAM, where the stupidity just keep is running rampant, baby. Oh! It's on the loose. She is starting to get that lisp again. Yeah, you're starting to sound like one of them. I am one of them. Oh, my God! No, it's just an act. You don't talk like one of them. Admit it. Yeah, it's just an act. I want to bang you in the butt, honey. Oh, perfect. I make wrist limp. 
That's it, baby. Just... Whoa. Now look what you went and did. Oh, I gotta wipe this off. Oh, Jesus, it's everywhere. Does anybody have a moist towel on? Okay, look, let's cut this crap out. You're no Judy Garland. 10.44, Kim. You noticed on 60 Minutes last night, Ed Bradley asked a kid about Santa Claus, that nine-year-old genius. And he said, oh, no, I, uh, you know, I got over Santa Claus. First it was the Tooth Fairy, and I realized there was no Tooth Fairy. And then after that it was like uh, whatever it was. And then uh, Santa Claus. You'll notice, though, he didn't ask him about the God Bull crap. Did he ask him about that? No. Because that would have been a little bit too embarrassing on 60 Minutes on network TV to find out there's a nine-year-old kid smart enough to realize it's all a bunch of bull crap. And that caller a couple of minutes ago, he was the personification of religious stupidity. Oh. Thank you so much, sir. And this rabbi, this rabbi Benjamin Sendro over there in Fort Myers, who faxed me this uh, thing about uh, Winky Tinky and Tinky Winky and uh, all this other crap with Jerry Falwell, he reminds us that uh, it was Jerry Falwell that uh, brought Bert and Ernie out of the closet from Sesame Street. Yeah, they have to be gay because they're two guys. They both live in the same house. Doesn't that prove it? Oy. They have separate beds, though. How do you know that? How do you know they sleep in separate beds? I think it's just an act, just a cover-up. Not to mention, of course, Barney the dinosaur, incarnation of the devil, and being purple beside that, you know what he must be, don't you? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, two open lines in day two in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. It's hard to follow a car like that. Yeah. Old Jerry and the boys. Well, let's make a contest out of it. Don't take it out of contest. (laughs) Yeah, really. What a jackass. That's putting it mildly, Neil. Really. And that was the first call of the day. That was great. Yeah, well, happy Bubba Day, because today is President's Day. Mm -hmm. A couple things. I was over in the fine city of Bradenton, Florida this week, a weekend, visiting my father. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. And they did an hour-long program before the good old boys ran the stock cars on the last great sports arena. And it was great. It was fantastic. They told about the different color seats, how you knew if you had an expensive seat or a cheap right, seat. Gold, right, the greens, right. right. But it was, really, it was really, really interesting. And they had players that they were interviewing and stuff like that. It was, it was pretty neat. I think, you know, that's really, they lost a really, really good, good state-of-the-art facility. I mean, it wasn't state-of-the-art, but it was, it's got a lot of history to it. It's all money, man. They've got to get in there with the boxes. Well, that's it. They, the you know, they made it. They've got to make them bigger and bigger and have 3,000 more seats. They made a comment about that, too, about... Uh, how much more revenue that the new skyboxes would generate. Right. And they also made a comment about the food courts and how the food courts were controlled by, I don't know, some person, that uh, the, the group of people who control downtown Toronto, you know, all the food courts there. It's the same. It's the same. It's all, it's all politics. Even mm-hmm. in Canada, it's the same crap. So. Yeah. But I thought it was pretty interesting. I, even, I thought you might find Did you see it at all? It was on a small dish. Did I see it? I watched the CBC had a phenomenal from 6 o'clock Saturday night till about uh, uh, 10.30 at yeah, night. I, I missed that because I was doing something else. It was but anyhow, fantastic. Yeah, it was. Well, they, listen, on, they even brought some of the dead players back. Some of the old ladies, uh, yeah, they rolled them right out there on the ice. Foster and the boys, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, Neil, listen, you have a good uh, Bubba day. Oh, hey, one thing else, too. I meant to tell you about this, you know, white to, uh, white K2 thing. Yeah. I got my new credit card, uh, a gas card. I don't want to tell you what company it is. I looked at it. It's good to the year 2002. Yeah, okay? most of my credit cards are good to 2001, 2002. Yeah. So I think, I think we might make it. Well, I did today. I used it for the first time. Not, you know, I didn't know if I'd get gas or not. Okay, I mean, it was like a big unknown. Okay, and you know, lo and behold, I got gas. And not only did I get gas, but I got a bill. How do you like that? I'll see you. Now. I'll Probably go. a communist plot. Okay, have a good day, sir. Probably another Jerry Falwell play, you know, because these are the final times. You do understand that, don't you? Uh-huh. These are the final times. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. 
Somebody get a towel. Mother Mary, she's coming back too. Like I've told you before, the more religious they are, the crazier they are. For example, right on the front page of the Herald this morning, of course we know the Herald are anti-Semites anyway, so they love, they, they just uh, fell from this. Israel's rift over religion, and they show again the Orthodox Jews protesting high court rulings. A demonstrator calls out in prayer during demonstration on Sunday. You can see from the shape of his mouth, he's yelling out, Oi! Yeah, you can see that. Look at it, look at it. He's yelling out, Oi! He's mouthing it. Oi! Yeah. Which, of course, uh, all you Schwarzers out there is yo backwards, so uh, yo mama. Jerusalem rallies draw 300,000 in an intensifying struggle over the identity and soul of the Jewish state. Tens of thousands of ultra-Orthodox and secular Jews poured into the streets of Jerusalem Sunday to pray, sing, support, or inveigh against Israel's liberal Supreme Court in separate rallies. And, of course, the ultra-Orthodox, they came out in humongous numbers. They were all going, oh, and they were uh, laying tefillin and laying each other and just uh, going crazy. Crazy people. Bigoted. See, I hate to break the news to you, but that's primarily what religion is all about. It's not about love and compassion. It's about hate, ignorance, and superstition. Those are the three main components without organized religion can't survive. Hate, ignorance, and superstition. All of which, of course, leads to only fifty bucks. I mean, the more you guys like that guy we had the first caller out of the box this morning. Sir, I'm going to tell you something. For a million dollars cash, I couldn't have bought a call like that, especially to start the week. And the best part of it is he was serious. I think what we ought to do now that Ken Starr failed on penis gate, don't stop now, man, when you're just getting rolling. I think he ought to investigate all the cartoon characters. Starting with that goddamn Batman and Robin, okay? Sliding up and down that grease pool. Just like like at the fire station, baby. You show me a bunch of guys that hang around and live together, especially that age, and are sliding up and down a grease pool together, and I'll show you a real bunch of uh, maricones. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay, sir. Um, I want to out out a uh, another cartoon character. Yes. Uh, Woody Woodpecker. Oh, yeah, definitely. No question about that. The name alone. But I, I saw him uh, this week in South Beach with the uh, Teletubby uh, drinking white wine spritzers over at the News Cafe. Yeah, that's that's the first tip-off. And uh, the other thing is he was wearing a thong. And so he, either he's Brazilian or he's gay. My God, is that thing real? Yeah. <laughs> um, can you play that uh, that one skit you used to do, the Cinco de Mayo, where the Mexicans, you know, and the uh, yes, sir. sneak them in? Yes, Thank okay, you. It's getting close to that time. Have a great day, sir. Butch up a little bit. We have an open line at Broward, two and day. And how dare you say, how dare you say these true things about that fat faker, Jerry Falwell, huh? The Teletubbies are gay, or at least the purple one is gay. And this one over there, he's a chink. And this one, he's a bisexual. And this one is in the S&M. Like I've told you many times before, the ones that are talking the most about all of this stuff are the ones that suffer from neurosis of the liver. Sexual neurotics, like Jim Baker. He was doing everybody. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if it turns out Jerry Falwell's taking something in there, even if it's only a finger or two or three or a fist. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil God. Yes, sir. Neil, I, could, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, in, in 79, here I am, this young Jewish kid. I moved down to northern Alabama, which oh, is like hey. redneck city. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. And they're telling me, oh, you're Jewish. That's too bad. You're not going to heaven because you got to be something about Jesus Christ. I got and, news for you, pal. If your last name is Levin, you ain't going to heaven. <laughs> and uh, that's the first time I heard about that stuff. But, Neil... The the, the the Bible pounding people are the greatest sinners in the world. 
they're doing more sinning than, than any other people that you can imagine. And the ones, just like you said, the ones that speak out against this stuff are the ones that are doing it. Okay. I'll see you in Selma with a banjo on my knee. Oh, they're drilling again, okay? They're doing more construction now. They started right here as soon as we got on the air making noise. I mean, we're only in here four hours a day, but God forbid they should do it at a time that makes sense on this floor. Okay, we have an open line at day one. I know, I realize I'm starting to complain too much. Why do it at a time when it's, uh, you know, makes it uh, reasonable to do a show in this room? Five six seven oh five sixty and pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, I am. It's a pleasure speaking with you. Yes, it is. I'd like to talk about the incompetency at the National Car Rental Center yes. and the asshole police in uh, Sunrise. Yeah. Um, my 14-year-old son coerced me to take him to wrestling Saturday afternoon, which was my biggest mistake. Oh, my God. Yes. And uh, coming down the elevator from Section 421, um, the National Car Rental Center in their uh, magnificence decided to put a wrestling souvenir stand at the base of the escalator. Mm-hmm. Backing the escalator up 20 feet with people falling over each other, <laughs> children screaming, women screaming, pushing, shoving, the whole nine yards. Yeah. It, it was really a very dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Okay? Get down to the bottom, push my way off with my 14-year-old son, go around the corner on the way out the door, and there's two Sunrise police there. I walk up to them and said, folks, you have a very dangerous situation over there. The elevator's being backed up. People can't get off the elevator. I think you need to look at it. Somebody's really going to get hurt. Yeah. They stared at me for 30 seconds, blinked twice, and never did a thing about it. Right. This is what makes America wonderful. That's right. They don't give a crap. It's they like, don't. It's, they it's, like, it's like all the other things in the arena that I've been screaming about for months now since the day they opened it, and nobody cares about it. I'm a season ticket holder. I'm in 423. And, and then Denise Potvin's got the nerve, the stupidity, come on in that Montreal telecast Saturday and say, oh, well, you know, they're having a tough time because the ice is real chippy and the puck is bouncing around like a ball. It's things we're not used to. Things they ought to be perfectly used to. The Panthers ought to play great on that kind of surface because they get uh, every home game they play on ice like that. Exactly. Exactly. Got um, a bunch of spineless, ass-sucking shields who absolutely refuse to talk up about the uh, all these all these things that they do in that arena that are unacceptable. Just one thing else. Sunrise Police, you're a Shonda. Okay. Okay, uh-oh, his name was Levin. He ain't going to heaven. We all, there are a lot of Jews out there in the Magic City, baby. Oh, we're not yeah. going to heaven. You know where we're going. We're going to Shul. We're going for Purim in just a few days, baby, and eat Homantashen. See, that's why the Goyim are so jealous. First they stole a beanie. That didn't work. That didn't do it. Then they, uh, well, no, first they stole a god. They stole that crazy old god. That was uh, they had. Then they had to make up a new one because that one wasn't very satisfactory. Then they stole the beanie. That still didn't do it. Then they started sneaking into the deli. Even the Schwarzers love the deli. How do you like that? And like I told that crazy woman in Toronto that time, in the deli, I told her I said if you eat that kishki, sweetheart, it's going to make you Jewish. And she went, Oi. and I said, see, you're doing it already. Don't you believe in anything? I said, maple leaf. She said, what is it? Make believe. Make believe. Oh. See, have you, have you, no, seriously, why doesn't anybody ever talk about the fact, I've mentioned it over the years sporadically, but nobody responds because they try to ignore it, that every time you go to a big city, New York, Toronto, wherever it is, L.A., and they have these witch doctors on the street corners handing out religious pamphlets, there are always people like that. She's a bag lady, like crazy people. Now, do you think that maybe there might be some coincidence be- between the fact that they're using crazy people to hand out religious literature, uh-huh. propaganda, uh-huh. 
because sane people, of course, uh, got too much of a brain to believe it. Crazy people. That's what we're talking about. Hate, intolerance, and superstition. Ooh, the end is coming. The date on the calendar is changing. Ooh. <laughs> oh, he's in heaven now. Like in Fatso, remember that Don DeLuise? The cousin dies not because God decided it was time to take him, because he was a big fat pig choking on his own fat and croaked from a heart attack. He's in heaven now. Well, it makes us feel better. Okay, if it makes it you feel better, fine, but you're still stupid. Gross. Nasty. Sheesh. Where does morning breath come from? Hey, I'm a fairy. I'm not into gay sex or nothing. I'm really a fairy. You know, little wings and sh**. And I love it when your mouth is open and you're snoring, because that's what I And that's where morning breath comes from. So, uh, brush your teeth. Yep, there you go. There's another one, the morning breath fairy. Oh! The fairy's all over the goddamn place. And Jerry Falwell, he'll be bringing him out pretty soon. He'll be exposing it. Here's a fact that says Jerry Falwell's boyfriend was the best call in years. Thank you for leaving that bigoted asshole on the air long enough to expose his crap. I don't lisp either, so I guess it's just an act. There you go. We got many. In fact, let's hear from homosexuals who don't lisp. I bet you there's three or four of us, huh? I think uh, that's that's probably a fact. Oh, sorry. See, I'm lapsing, lapsing and lisping again. Open line at day two in Broward five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Will the American public ever grow up? No. Will we ever become just a little bit more mature? No. About anything? No. Will we ever, uh, will the country as a whole, that's with an H, will it ever, like, uh, emancipate itself from this uh, yoke of religious uh, insanity? Will it ever happen? No. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Hank and Chula today, 2 to 6. Books, there's 6 to 7 from the National Carienta Center. And then 7 o'clock, we got the pregame game at 7.35 tonight. The Panthers and the San Jose Sharks. I bet you there's a lot of empty seats, unfortunately, for that. Because Pavel Bure will not be playing tonight. He's still on the mend. Still. And, uh, you know, in San Jose being in the Western Conference and, of course, having got shut out 4 nothing on uh, Saturday, you put all these components together and probably a few thousand empty seats, sadly, he says. Here's a mobile in Palm Beach. Hello. Hello, uh, uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I saw a movie uh, last night, and uh, this might interest you. Did you see The General? No. There's a scene in there where he's in this, uh, he, uh, it takes place in Ireland. And this priest has these kids lined up with their butts sticking out and giving them a swat across the butt. Rectum. That's it. But the worst part, the next part is later on, the boy is asleep, the general is asleep, and the priest comes in and reaches under the cover and, and says, wakes him up and says, you know, puts his finger to his mouth to, to keep him quiet. He put and, it in his mouth? No, he didn't put it, put it in his mouth. But, <laughs> yeah. But it, it's a scene showing uh, that uh, what, what the priest says. There's no facts in, in the church. Yeah. 
And I, I just wanted to let you know, it, it, for that one scene, uh, I'm surprised that the Catholic Church hasn't condemned it. I just wait till they find out. Uh, what, it, what's it called, the general? It's called the general. I saw it in uh, in Boca. Yeah. Uh, at at uh, oh, I forget uh, which movies they were. I'm going to go out and see it in a half an hour. Thank exactly. you, sir, and God bless you. I said, have a great day. Two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You know, all these people in their time of grief, who do they run to? They run to the priest. They run to the silly man in a dress. Talk about people in a closet. And guess what? Not all of them lisp either. Oh, boy. Huh? Not all Not of them. All many, of them. many of them do, though. Many of them do. In fact, remember the priest at the end in uh, Fatso? Wasn't that the movie in the end where they were getting married and the priest uh, was, uh, yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil, what's up, buddy? How you doing, sir? Oh, uh, maybe God needed a new player to make the playoffs or something like that. Uh-huh. Soccer team. Well, maybe that's why God takes such a special interest in all these uh, sports events, and that's why they're always praying to him. Exactly. Maybe he's a big sports fan. You never know. Maybe now. He'll maybe win God the listens to QAM. No. Um, also, I wanted to make one suggestion. Does that mean that uh, because um, Burton and Ernie live together, that they're gay? That's what Jerry says. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> Well, you know, who really knows what the rubber ducky is? Eddie. And don't oh, forget about Big Bird. Yeah, it's not for us, I guess. And what about the fact that Oscar was in the garbage can? Uh-huh. And what about the fact that uh, the count has things coming out of his teeth and he counts the numbers? All of these things. Okay, Dade County's open, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Pompano. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Yes, it is. I'm a homosexual that does not lisp. Hmm. I'm up from the Hold north, on. and you're truly a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I mean, it's great to uh, hear you put down these assholes that call, like that guy. Yeah. You know. Okay, have a great day. Okay. And butch up a little bit. He's uh, he's borderline. Well, he's got a little tooth thing today. We have an open line in uh, Broward, all three in date. What's going on with this audience today, for Christ's sake? We start the show, and don't give me it's Monday. It's a holiday. The kids are out of school. There's no traffic today. It's a busman's holiday today. In a real place, these phones would be smoking off the goddamn hook. After, just after that first phone call, are they smoking? No. They're smoking it all right. Just like that thing about the closing of Maple Leaf Gardens, the final NHL game there Saturday, which was on the douche. It was on CBC. It was all over the world. One call I had about that, one of the most emotional nights of my life. These people, like I told you, they're in la-la land. They're oblivious to anything. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, I think I agree with what you said about the sanitariums. I think what we should do is get Falwell's uh, mailing list, tell all these people we're building new churches, and then uh, go and put an ad in the paper saying the Pope's coming. Yeah. Send them to that address and then lock them down. Okay, thank you so much. Two open lines in day two in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miramar. Hello. Neil, God. Yes, sir. I tell you, you know, uh, I got about three things for you right here. Number one, I'm looking at my television, and there's Dom DeLuise starring in Fatso right now. On what? On Encore. Get the honey, Junior. Exactly. Number two, I identify myself freely as a sexually repressed right-wing asshole, but that guy this morning is so embarrassing, I've got to turn my ID card in. Yeah. I think Jerry may be kicking you out. You're not right-wing enough. You're not repressed enough. That guy. You may have actually touched it this year. Oh, once or twice this week, anyway. Mm-hmm. That guy is really scary. 
I tell you, he makes uh, the Lord Inquisitor Tokimata look like uh, a flaming liberal, for God's sake. Yeah. And one more thing, Neil. I like Lakshinkugel. Okay, see you, Dom. Dom is on. Get the honey, Junior. Okay, I guess they're not going to be talking to us today, but that's okay. I can handle it. Like I said, we've got a lot of uh, good stuff here. I'll read all the articles about the Orthodox Jews. And like I've always told you before, every time I bring that up and there's a story right on the front page of the newspapers, do we get any response on that? Oh, God. Nothing. Zero. zippity doo because even your like mainstream Jews are too embarrassed by the ultra orthodox, they don't want to talk about. Oh, let's just uh, let's uh, bury it under the covers, and uh, it's embarrassing. Why not talk about it? Just look at this picture. Look at these ridiculous people with the shmatas and their beards, and uh, from the Stone Age, they're out of the Dark Ages. Like your friend there, I don't care what you say. I don't care what kind of an accountant he is. I don't care how much money he's saving you on your taxes. What kind of a shyster he is? He needs help. He needs serious, serious help. And it wouldn't be so bad if the rest of us, the rest of the world didn't need to be uh, helped from them. If they were, like, just doing their own thing, then everybody else would say, oh, okay, they're animals anyway. Let them lose their souls. But they're not. My sack is like a thimble and my nuts are like pearls. I don't even have enough to pack a squirrel. I tried secret lotions and technology, but it don't get no bigger than a golf tee. There's nothing I can do. I only got a three-inch tool. You'll be disappointed when we reach my house, because you won't know for sure if I'm a man or a mouse. It ain't no Big Mac or like a Happy Meal. You'd get more satisfaction from your high heel. You'll swear I was in the pool. Cause I only got a three inch tool. Have a nice day. Sometimes at night I wonder if it will ever grow. If I was a homosexual, I couldn't even push in your stool. Ooh, it looks like Mr. Peanut without the cane. It's got capillaries instead of veins. I could cut circulation with a pinky ring. For Halloween, I dress it like a buffalo wing. It's in a suction tube, cause I only got a three-inch stool. Even with a metric rule, I only got a three-inch tool. Tell them, guys. Yeah, you got a three-inch tool. Oh, baby. Yeah, you got a three-inch tool. Come here, honey. Yeah, you got a three-inch tool. It's quality, not quantity. You got a three-inch tool. I was like, I only find a three-inch tool, box. It's 11.15 at 5.60 WQAM. That Jerry Falwell boy, he's a real comedian, isn't he? He's a real <laughs> Joker. Oh, by the way, the Joker, I think he was one, too. All those Batman characters, all faggots. Let's uh, take a call from Davey. Hello. Davey. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Uh, I got a qu- I, I wanted to ask you about the... Uh, I was watching the ESPN2 coverage of the closing of Maple Leaf Gardens. Yes, sir. And I was watching the post-game show. Now, one mention of uh, number seven, Tim Horton. Yeah, I probably because he's dead. Well, probably because he's dead, but I figured... Yeah, well, his, he, if you were dead. watching it on the CBC, he, uh, his uh, puss was on there uh, several times. Several times, okay. Yes. I just wanted to check that out, and I just wondered... And you know something? Yeah, the uh, small dish, by the way, did a tremendous disservice... On the late game, the Boston-Vancouver game, they showed the CBC feed, but instead of showing the CBC feed from Toronto, 
of the uh, Leaf Chicago game, they showed the Blackhawk telecast. What a bunch of idiots there at DirecTV, man. What a joke. Yeah, you know, the best part of the whole deal was the pregame show and the uh, postgame ceremonies. Why, why the hell did they show the Chicago telecast? Idiots. have no idea. Then you would have seen number seven no. with his uh, bad haircut and his donuts. And his donuts. Right. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask you about that. And, uh, you know, I was pretty porked off uh, about that. Uh, there was no mention of him on the ESPN tube of what do you expect? Like I said, he's dead. He's dead. And have a great day. He's still collecting signatures for Doug McClain, though. Oh! Tim. Two open lines in day two in Broward. This is our last call to kick this audience in the ass today to start the week. I really, uh, again, I'm so stupid, man. It just amazes me every day that I come in here how dumb and naive I am. We get started with that phenomenal, a call of a lifetime, a call of the century. Perhaps the greatest call, like I said, in the history of talk radio. And it's like, eh, same usual crap. These people, their tongue is tied. Probably to each other's, Rectum. that could be the problem. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a lady in Hallandale. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. I just want to thank you. I've really enjoyed your show today. Uh, it seems to me like you've got it all together, and you really help a lot of people. I just, you know, I just go around working all the time listening to you. Yeah. And I really appreciate you for what you're doing. You're what am I? One. What am I doing? Well, you're, you make people think. Besides begging for phone calls, what am I doing? Uh, well, you're, you're telling them the truth about certain situations. Yeah. But um, I think they're all wearing false faces, and uh, I've even had one on, too. It's like the Mardi Gras. I think Americans have uh, all gone instead of the dogs to the Mardi Gras. Yeah, I think that's what done it, the Mardi Gras. Okay, have a great day, sweetheart, whatever you say. What would she say? She too much booze uh, at the Mardi Gras? Okay, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's uh, Hialeah. Hello. Yo, God, how you doing? Okay. I wanted to ask your opinion about what do you think about Rick Sanchez? He made a few comments.
Okay, it's 1122 and 560. WQM, all the Backstreet Boys, all day today. Because oh! this audience ain't got nothing to say after we went off to a scintillating start. And just like that, big, as usual, a big, gigantic movement right there on the floor. Collectively, that's what this audience does, day after day. Yeah, this woman, I call, she cracks me up. I'm doing such a wonderful job of what? Of begging for phone calls, begging for people uh, to talk to. About just about anything in the world. All of these things. That's right. And they still got nothing to say. I'm going to tell you one thing that I've determined. I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see it. And that is that the audience, even though they're listening, even the ones that like me, they're very uncomfortable about this homosexual thing. In fact, I'll guarantee you that if I was as straight as an arrow, I'd have triple the numbers in this when these books come out. Guaranteed. Because then there would be no closet audience. So instead of 10 shares in men, we'd have 30 shares. Not that those people aren't listening, but it's uh, hysteria. They're very, very uncomfortable then. I'm going to tell you another thing about that, and that is the phonies, many of whom work on this radio station, including the ex-jocks, who are in total denial. Just, just like uh, another example, pros and cons, that book, even though it's a different topic. I'm the guy the author calls here on the air, you know, one of the authors of that book, and we, we've been discussing it on this, on this program. Are they discussing that on the rest of the station, on the sports station? No. No. Because it's embarrassing, because it doesn't contribute to that jock mentality where you've got to get down on your hands and knees and worship all these illiterate morons, these scumbags. And God forbid that any of the ex-jocks on the air on this station or any other one will get on the air and talk about all the homosexuality in the National Football League and all the professional sports. Just like all these guys that call in these uh, retired military guys. Oh, no, you're dreaming. There was none of that going on. <laughs> right. That's right. Why do you think they call them semen? Man, oh, man, I mean, you know, you can be in denial, and it's the, all, the only thing that makes you is boring. That's what it makes you to me. It's very boring. You know, these guys that get on there talking about the same crap over and over again, like on the sports shows, talking about watching golf, watching a bunch of guys hit balls, which may, quite frankly, maybe there's something subliminal there about that. A bunch of guys running around out there whacking balls all over the place, up into trees, you name it, into little holes, no less. What, what does that sound like to you? A place? No, seriously, what does that sound like? A place where a bunch of guys run around sticking balls into a little hole. That's a gay club, you moron. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. A lot of polyester. Yeah, right. Leave Esther out of this. Now he's going to make it into a Jewish thing. Anti-Semite. Here's a mobile in Fort Myers. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you today? Okay, sir. You know, I just think it's funny. Uh, you know, uh, Falwell is supposed to be a religious leader and supposedly trying to do some good in the community, and then they, he has well, nothing... Wait, wait a minute, where did you uh, get that? Where did he ever say he was going to do good in the community? Well, you know, you would think that he would try to do some good instead of harping on a little child's cartoon of a Teletubby feeling so threatened that uh, this thing is supposedly gay because it carries a bag and is purple. I don't understand the motivation there. The motivation is to to make the, to perpetuate the scapegoat, don't you understand? Paranoia. That, that's where guys like him get all their followers from paranoid, delusionary assholes like our first caller this morning. You know, I think it's sad, but you know, all through the years of cartoons, and I used to watch cartoons growing up, every cartoon character has some type of problem. You know, if you listen to the comedian Paul Rodriguez, he touched on it saying that uh, olive oil, you know, she's, a, she's on crack and she's anorexic. Uh, Elmer Fudd has a speech impediment. Uh, Yogi Bear. Um, well, if Elmer you know, Fudd has a speech impediment, we know what that means. You know, Yogi Bear, he's a pot smoker because he always has the munchies. So, I mean, you know, what about Slowpoke? That guy's an alcoholic. Yeah, so, he's I mean, poking it, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, I just wanted to uh, say hi. Thanks for the call. Okay, and I'll call you again. 
Okay, two open lines a day, two in Broward. You're like deadly today. This uh, every time this has been going on for weeks now. Every day when I come in, I say this is the worst day in the history of the show, and the next day is even worse, and worse, and worse, and worse. It's the law of diminishing return. Oh yeah, well you don't lisp. You're not like the other one, but we know. We know one when we see one. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure you do. It's 11:30 at 5:60 WQM. By the way, that's one reason that a lot of you glam out there will never get to heaven because you're not eating enough halva. And, of course, once you taste the first the mouthful, you'll say, oh, my God, it tastes like cardboard. And it does. Have you ever had halava? I had, I like what I had. Like the chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. yeah the marbled chocolate halava. Mm, yeah. And now that you mention it. Mm. Loaded with sugar, by the way, which I can't eat any more of that. Thanks to my new doctor, by the way. He's put me on an enforced diet, which I don't want to go into right now. That's I got no choice. If I eat even a little bit of carbohydrates, my blood sugar is going to go so high, but I don't want to go into that. I do want to ask, by the way, about the herb teas. What's a good herb tea to flush uh, drugs out of your system? I'm not talking about uh, recreational drugs. I'm talking about prescription drugs, okay? George already knows about the other stuff. What would be a great herb tea to flush all of that crap out of your system like as fast as possible? Because that stuff stays in there and stays in there for like an eternity. When in doubt, flush it out. Oh, and here's the worst news. No wonder everybody's uh, not talking to us today. Bad news from the fax machine. It says, I know Party Doll by Buddy Knox is one of your favorite oldies. Well, guess what? He's dead. He died yesterday of bone cancer. He was 66. When all I want is Party Doll. Not anymore. Well, he's in heaven now. What? He's singing in heaven now. God needed a good old uh, old-time rock and roll singer, a good old uh, guitar man. Huh? He's in heaven now. He declared yeah. halftime for all those games. Right, all those soccer games. Buddy Knox is going to be singing it at the halftime. When all I want is Right. Here's a plantation. Hello. Neil, guys. Yes, sir. Happy Monday. And back to you. Um, Happy President's Day, sir. Oh, yeah. I'm off work today, which oh. is why I'm calling. Wow. Sitting here reading Farewell to God. Yeah. Listening to you. I got pros and cons sitting there ready to read. Mm-hmm. Smoking a bowl. Yeah. And all is well. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on. And I just call, I call and say hi. I don't have much material, but you keep me going. Okay, have a great day, pal. Okay. Trace that, get the address. Maybe he's got some good stuff for you. We have an open line in uh, Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. That's our poll question today. Canis Mas Macho, Tinky Winky, or a Buddy Knox? I guess it doesn't make it. It's uh, kind of irrelevant now. It's a moot point. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Pembroke Pines. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, I've got some uh, Christianity-related ideas to give to you. You know, I thought you might like it. All right. What if the zygote in the Virgin Mary's womb split, creating identical twins? Would uh-huh. this have created Christian polytheism? Okay. Here's a homestead. Hello. What the hell is wrong with that guy? What do you mean, what's wrong with him? He's a pseudo-intellectual. He's uh, nine years old. God bless him. He was just on 60 Minutes last night. Hey, happy President's Day. Yeah, back to you. And I was watching that interview you were talking about earlier today. Happy William Henry Harrison Day, yes? Exactly. Uh, My favorite is Clinton. About about the young kid, you know, and this guy, he's he's very smart, um, but he's sad. The guy from, the little kid from Jacksonville. Yeah. That he's not uh, enjoying his childhood. Right. He's growing up so fast, and there's so many things that you want to enjoy. I mean, that kid uh, won't even be watching Teletubbies, damn it. I don't think so. Well, no. you know, there's a lot of things you want to do when you're a little kid. You want to go to the um, boys' bathroom and smoke, you know, whatever. Right. And, um, you know, enjoy. But it's sad, you know, their parents, uh, they're pushing him forward like nothing, you know, and they should give him a chance, you know, and, and let him go to church. 
Yeah, that would do it. Okay. Okay. God have a good you. time. Okay. Okay, we have an open line of day one and Brian. That's right. Take away all that stuff in his brain. Deprive him of anything he's got in that that gray matter that uh, it rhymes with gay matter. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. We should just take the first call and just keep playing it over and over again. That's what we ought to do. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Happy Monday. Um, you know I got a funny story to tell you real quickly. I got two things. First of all, um, number one, uh, a while back I was a musician and uh, I didn't even a friend of mine referred me to this band. I didn't even know there were Christians who were so on and so forth. All he had told me was, well, they're going to take a trip down to San Antonio, to New Mexico, and to California. I said, fine. We went on the trip. All of a sudden, when I first got on the bus, all of them were a bunch of Christians. Mm-hmm. On the way to San Antonio, we broke down over by Oklahoma. Or passing. Well, how could you how could you break down? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was in Texas. I don't know where it was, and we broke down, and all of a sudden, that's a Satan. That was Satan that's doing this to us, and right. so on and so forth. Of course. And then when I, I've been an atheist all my life, I never believed in God, and my parents, you know, at the house or anything like that, never had any saints up or anything of God. Oh my God. <laughs> so we get up to we finally we get on the trip. We come back to Miami. All of a sudden, they were supposed to pay me. When I went inside the office, the bishop told me, "Well, you're not you're not gonna do it for Jesus." I said, "Well, as far as I know, Jesus doesn't pay my bills." Right. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, but um, they, they refused to pay me. They didn't pay me for almost a month, you know, and I was like two months out of my house, mm-hmm. and it was like almost like four thousand dollars. And it, you know, I tell you what, this was the mission and a half. I mean, I had to almost beg and plead to get my money, you know. And and when I get finally get my check, the check bounces. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this, well, maybe maybe they funneled some of it off to uh, Pastor Lyons over there. You know, right, Lyons, right. that, uh, he was only four or five million. Uh, you know, you know, but I, short. But Neil, I don't want I want to protect the innocent. I don't want to say who it was, but uh, they're they're very famous and they shot the people here before. Really? Yes. Great. Yes, they're on Seventh Street of Flagland. I'm, I'm excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Flagland Thirty Seventh. Okay. Sorry. Good luck, pal. Listen, uh, Neil. One more yes. thing. Um, I was watching the Maple Leafs uh, ceremony on Saturday. Yes, what a beautiful sir. ceremony, wasn't it? It was great. Uh, let me tell you something. It brought a lot of tears to my eyes. Yeah. I'm still uh, wiping them. You know, Maybe that was the game that got me so upset. Yeah. I mean, well, I agree with you. But one thing I wanted to tell you is, you know, some South Florida hockey fans down here have to really embrace what happened over there on Saturday. Because, you know what, I make the referral of what happened when Beezer came down here with Philadelphia. I don't know if you remember that or not. When yeah. he started chanting him. When they were it, booing him, yeah. Exactly. You know, and, and I'll tell you one thing. He made some saves in that Philly game yesterday. Oh my goodness! That was just that? beyond belief. There was that two-on-one. He made a save the likes of which nobody has ever seen in their life. Did you see? It was an overtime. I saw it. it. It was an overtime, and I don't know how that puck got into the club, but it was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, one more thing, Neil. You know, some people. You know, when you watch Dougie Gilmore when he played over there back three, four, five years ago, yeah. And he's on the opposing team, and the people are actually chanting for him there. You right. know. Some, you know, South well, of Florida. course, he's a hero there. He was the captain. He had uh, some great years in Toronto. They had those two great years to the semifinals two years exactly. in a row. People understand the game there. They appreciate talent. They got some class. That's one thing about the fans in Toronto. They have class. These people have the class without the CL on it. Exactly. You know, and, and the, the reference I'm trying to make is, you know, if Beezer, he was an icon here in South Florida. You know, he's the one of, him and Scrooge were the one that really brought hockey up to the table here in South yeah, Florida. Well, these people don't want to know from that. These people are just uh, a bunch of dodo birds, man. All you got to do is sit in that Macarena for about a half an hour, and you realize you're in a hockey vacuum. Those, they might as well be having a knitting session in there. Exactly. Well, Neil, uh, in closing, uh, Daryl Sittler, God. Okay. See ya. Suck it in and hold it. Sitting in the mall and watching all the Jews walk by. 
watching all the Jews walking through the mall before they die. Look at them wait on the line for three grand muffins. One piece on the floor, then we start to fight. So let's go sitting in the mall and go watching all the Jews, watching all the Jews, watching all the Jews walk Okay, it's 11.43 at 5.60. You see what I mean? I mean, I can sit down here at 10 o'clock and I can bring something up and guarantee you, bet your life on it, that I'm not going to get a response on it. Like the thing about the Orthodox Jews on the front page of the Herald again this morning, that anti-Semitic rag making assholes out of themselves again. Hate, intolerance, stupidity, ignorance, superstition. But anyway, speaking of that, by the way, you got a great fax here about the uh, Teletubbies, about Winky, uh, Tinky Winky, Dinky. He just might be the second coming of Christ, according to this uh, faxer. It says, as a heterosexual, I want to thank Jerry Falwell for warning us about gay symbology. We now realize that not only should we avoid the homosexuality of children's TV programs, Teletubbies, but we should avoid the gayness of Jesus in the Bible. It says, Tinky Winky has a triangle-shaped antenna. Jesus represents a third of the triangle of the Trinity. Christians have used triangles to represent the triad, a father-son Jesus, the father-word ghost. The triangle of faith, hope, and charity has been used by many Christian organizations, not to mention the symbolic representations of the number three throughout the New Testament. Falwell sees gayness when the tinky-winky carries a purse, actually a magic bag, yet Jesus commanded his disciples to carry nothing in their purse. No doubt they were gay, too. Uh-huh. And what about the flowing gown and long hair of Jesus portrayed by many Christians, even though the Bible forbids men to wear long hair? What about that? Uh-huh. Then there's Jesus, who never married or had sex with any woman, but lived with 12 men whom he claimed to love. I can't imagine anything more gay-inspiring, it says. And the unnamed disciple whom Jesus loved the most has received many comments from gays and biblical scholars alike. Many scholars have commented on the implied homosexual scene in Mark, where Jesus followed a young man with a linen cast about his naked body, and the young man laid hold on him. Then he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. Oh! and the writings of early Gnostic Christians who thought Jesus was a homosexual or a hermaphrodite. And there were early Christians who practiced sex with young men and worshipped the sacred semen, later banned by the Orthodoxy, because the Pope wanted it all for himself. Today, with many gay Christian organizations, they use Jesus as their gay model. There are only one of two conclusions one can derive from this. One, Jesus is gay. If purples and triangles are symbols for gayness, then the same must hold true for Jesus. And number two, Tinky Winky represents Jesus. Perhaps this is the second coming. How do you like that? Squirt, squirt. Does Tinky Winky represent an instrument of God to convert children? The Bible says, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Does this mean that one must convert to homosexuality to enter heaven? Yes. Questions remain. Will Tinky Winky be crucified on a cross? Will homosexuality become the central position of future Christianity? Should we warn people about purple and triads from Bibles, churches, and children's programs? Thanks to Jerry Falwell, all straight people should be warned against the homosexuality of Tinky Winky and Jesus. Clearly, Christianity is meant for only, only for homosexuals. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. What do you have to say to that? There's no fact in, in the church. Yeah, right. How do you like that? Here's a lady in Kendall. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm just back from Toronto. It was wonderful up there. What a class place. Yeah. And it was just great to be there with the atmosphere. I, I got to go over and have a look at the new Air Canada Center, too. Right. They had, a, like, a public open house. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Yeah, yesterday morning. Huh. 
And um, it was funny, they had the court set up half for the raptors and half for the ice. So right. You see what it would look like either way. And they have um, taken the old facade of the building that was there and incorporated it into the new architecture mm -hmm. rather than just bulldoze it. You know, so it really fits and it really looks great. It's so much more room than the garden. Do you remember trying to make your way down to get something to drink there? Yeah. Well, the first time I was ever there was back in uh, the late 50s. Right. And that's when they still had, you know, the big picture of the queen up there on the end that Harold Ballard ripped out, and they had the big pipe organ with the pipes on the walls. Oh, my God. That gosh. was really something. Yeah, yeah, it was so amazing just to see all the old guys come trotting out onto the ice. Yeah. <sighs> and I'm glad that, sorry? Too bad, too bad uh, there's none of that here. Yeah, there isn't. If they, they could have a hockey team here for 100 years, none of that will ever exist here. So true, and the weather was so refreshing. I enjoyed every minute of it, and the exchange rate is great. Yeah, and the what's, not to, what's not to like? Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. We went to the Hockey Hall of Fame as well and met a couple of players there, and they couldn't have been nicer, just so down to earth and, you know, just looking around, checking out the trophies like the rest of us. Right. It was great. It was a great night. Oh, the best, except for the score. <laughs> no, hey, listen, nothing's perfect. Yeah, right. I think yeah, they, it, maybe it was meant to be. You know, the Hawks won the first game ever played in Maple Leaf Gardens, and they won the last game. But I'll never cheer for them. Never. And never. I bleed blue. Okay, sweetheart. Glad <laughs> you had a great time. Yeah, take care, Neil. And you too. And say hi to uh, Bill Hewitt. Place will be rocking because it's Saturday night. Because it's hockey tonight. Because it's Saturday night. Welcome to a commemorative edition of Labatt Saturday Night. For the last time from Maple Leaf Gardens, here's Ron McClain. Yeah, what a difference to see a bunch of living and breathing people and the whole ambiance. And then at the end of the whole ceremony, I guess who they had come out and sing the closing song. Anne Murray. Oi! And I saw Dave Tiger Williams, old tough Tiger Williams, all those penalty minutes, one of the toughest guys ever wore a leaf uniform. Tears in his eyes, tears streaming down his cheeks. And I thought to myself, is that because they're closing the gardens or because Anne Murray is singing? Huh? A little bit, I guess, a little bit of both. Yes. We have an open line in date, 5670560, pound 560. In this town with no character, baby, that's South Florida, baby town with no character, a, a town devoid of anything except drugs and corrupt politicians and the lethargic people. That's it. Buddy Knox. Well, when your baby is tired and she wants to sleep. Poor Buddy Knox. He's in heaven now. Here's a lady in Miami Beach. Hello. 
Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. You won a great rant. Um, Jesus Jaisal was a Jew, sacred semen. They're mad. They're absolutely mad out there. Yeah. But why I called? Uh, why did you Michael call? Michael Putney. Did you see his debate with Jeb Bush Baby? No, I don't watch you, Michael Putney, no. Hey, he destroyed Bush Baby. Yeah. He has sweat and blood. Mm-hmm. Because he he said, uh, you know, his... his he destroyed his, Bush's baby? Yeah, he did that. Bush he Bush had him sweating. And you know what? Now, you'll love this. He, Bush Baby is... Uh, Offering his services to middle school, he's tutoring a 13-year-old. I'll bet. Uh huh. You know. He, yeah. And he was sweating blood. And this thing with education, Putney's um, wife is a teacher. Uh huh. And oh, you're going to give a few vouchers. And he says, "What's going to happen to the ones you leave behind? They're, you're taking, he's taking from. I'm going into small business. He's taking from small business and education. That's Jed Bush, baby. Okay. I well, love thanks. your show. Okay. Thanks, baby. Okay, that's uh, the Bush Baby Lady. We have two open lines in date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I wonder what happened to her baby. A dingo ate my bike. Uh, I bet. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Yes, sir. Good evening. Yes, I want to really an interesting little story from you. Where I work, uh, we got a bunch of fellows who are uh, island gentlemen, you know, Haitians and Jamaicans, and uh, they're all very yeah, religious. Lord. They're all what? Yes, sir. They're all very, very religious. Yes. And one of okay. them uh, was showing me a while back an article, you know, when the uh, gay cruisers went into the islands and they had a bit of a problem. Right. And uh, he was telling me, yes, we do that all the time. You know, even in the Bible, it says we have to put them to death. And I freaked out at that. I'm like, that ain't true. You can't be doing that. I mean, the, the Ten Commandments says, you know, thou shalt not kill. Yeah, man. He reaches up, gets right to his bottom, and it took him about two seconds. He had it right open there, and he's like, check it out. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. How do you square this with the beginning? And he's like, well, you have to understand that once the Spirit of God is in you, it all clears up. So apparently there's some sort of uh, psycho thing in the books themselves that you have to have before you can read the real message. Well, thank the Lord that they're busy smoking all that good weed. Yeah, I, think, I think you have yeah. to read it while you do that. Right. I think it helps. And I think, uh, I, think also, the, I think the guys who wrote it were smoking some good stuff. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm sure they have some good stuff over there uh, in the big church that we don't yeah, know about. Right. <laughs> and also uh, for your detox thing, if you go yeah. to any of those health food stores, they got something they call daily detox. I do it every once in a while because I'm one of the local health nuts. Yeah. And uh, trust me, that helps clear everything out, all the pipes. Great. Okay, thanks. Uh, thank you so much. Take care, man. God bless you. Two open lines in Dade, two in Broward again, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Mobile in Pembroke. Okay, that was beautiful. Okay, one call left on the board, and then we'll get Buddy Knox on here in honor of his uh, passing. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. It's Rogers. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, I was watching that Toronto thing. The only thing that I thought was kind of uh, ponderous was them dragging out the trainers from the 1960s and stuff. Why? I don't know. Come on. How long did that take? <laughs> it just they dragged out everybody and their grandmother out there. Yeah, well, I mean, why, you know, why the hell not? Eddie Shack is good, and Daryl Sittler, and. Uh, you know, and, Fred Mahomes, are, and George Armstrong sure. and Dick Duff and Johnny Bauer and uh but, I mean, you're dragging Harris. out trainers and people who, you know Well the trainers may be important part of the team. Maybe that's something you don't realize is that they make an important contribution. They had uh, you know, all kinds of people that did they they had uh, ushers and they had people that have worked in the gardens for forty seven years and they had a lot of uh, people out there. Maybe you don't think they're important, but uh, you know, why not? I, I don't know. I just thought personally myself that. Well, I mean, did, did that actually? It was, it was it was it was very nice. I thought they did a great job. Yeah. Know? 
they did uh you know they did as good a job as they did uh they were closing the form and stuff but uh i just thought you know it just i, I thought, I thought it was it got a lot lo- better than the form cuz we didn't have all those well, frogs well you're a toronto fan so you don't have all those frogs too. out there that's right <laughs> you're slightly biased yeah, very much biased and proud to uh talk about it but it was a very i thought they did a very nice job it just i just thought it got a little you know a little silly well i'm sorry yeah, that it was too much for you okay there's a montreal guy okay it was too much for him you know what they say in montreal <laughs> they say that a lot Two open lines in Dade, two in Broward, five six seven four hundred in uh, Palm Beach, two hundred and fifty-two thousand in uh, Fort Myers, five six seven zero oh, five sixty, pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Neil God tonight on A&E Biography salutes Black History Month. Hello, I'm Jack Perkins. Join me for a look at the legacy of African Americans who contributed to the Black culture of today. Nantan Morland. Moms Mabley, Slappy White, Eddie Anderson, Roscoe Lee Brown, Chelsea Brown, Rodney Allen Ridley, Eugene Robinson, Tim Moore, Blowfly, Shirley Hemphill, Goffet Cotto, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, Melba Moore, Melba Toast, Lawanda Page, Sambo, Jackie Mopuckle, Farina, Buckwheat, Captain Fadgett, Urkel, Ernestine Wade, Godfrey Cambridge, Whitman Mayo, Butterfly McQueen, Johnny Brown, Pigmate Markham, Willie Tyler, Dan Lester. All this month on P&E. Cover 1 at 560 WQM. We got Tank Goldberg show from Shula State 2 at 2 o'clock. We got Boog from the National Car Rectal Center at 7. Pre-game show at 7 o'clock. And the Panthers in the San Jose tonight, 7.30. Any interest? No. You know, it's interesting. I had three or four people in the building this morning come in here and asked me the same question. When is uh, Pavel Bury coming back? Is he coming back tonight? No. Anytime, like, real, real soon, like this week? No. He's just starting to skate again today, maybe. So at least another week, and who knows, okay? But that's a pretty sad commentary. When that's, that's the beginning and end of the conversation, I guess. Okay, here's the end of our conversation, our last call. Here's Miami. Hello. Yeah, can you play some Boca Bright? Okay, there you go. That's it. When all I want is party time, come along with me to where I'm feeling wild. To be ever loving, true and fast. To run and track the fingers through my hair. Come along and be my party time. Come along and be my party time. Come along and be my party time.
He's singing all the big hits. He's belting that out over and over again up in heaven for eternity. I mean, he had a couple of other, you know, that rock your little baby to sleep. That was kind of like marginal. And that was a medley of his big smash, Party Doll. He's just singing that one over and over and over again in heaven. Look at that. There's not a call on the board here today. Just like I said, when you think you've started with a gigantic bang this morning like we did, that unbelievable call, and then the bottom falls out in this godforsaken place. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Do you like chili? Really hot chili? Then you should try O'Malley's new really f***ing hot chili. That's right, O'Malley's new really f***ing hot chili is so hot it's guaranteed to burn the roof of your f***ing mouth or your money back. Made from the hottest jalapenos, spices, and peppers. After just one bite, you'll say, wow, that's the hottest f***ing chili I've ever tasted. That's O'Malley's new really f***ing hot chili. From the makers of goddamn good chowder and ass chicken soup. Pick some up at your f***ing grocer today. Remember, if it's not O'Malley's, it's not that f***ing hot. Four minutes after 12 at 560 here in the land of walking death. I said the 23 years ago when I came to this town, I said this is an outdoor funeral parlor. I never realized that no matter what, I was talking about the old folks because that's who I was talking to on KAT. It doesn't make any difference what your age is in, in this town. The young are the walking dead, the middle aged, the old, the oldest, the uh, they're all the walking dead. Here's Miami. Hello. Yes. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I can't help but agree with you 110 percent mm-hmm. about most of the people down here being among the walking dead. I mean, it's craziness. You, you go out, you take it, you, you drive in the car, you go out, you have to watch all different five sides so that some of these inane idiots don't run into you. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I'm an ex-New Yorker, so I guess that sort of disqualifies me for having a brain too, I guess. But in any event, I just wanted to call you and say how much I enjoy your show. Okay, have a great day. Had nothing to say. Okay, two open lines in date, five six seven oh five. They got nothing to say. I mean they've just been barreling scraping the bottom of the barrel for months now, just hanging on by the edge of their teeth. And they have nothing to say. Even on Friday when we had the final vote, we finally got it out of our system. We regurgitated the whole Monica Gate penis gate thing. And we count down, we got the votes on here, we got the yeah, and we got the no. all of them. And they still had basically nothing to say. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil, it's Chris. Yes, sir. Yes. How you doing? Okay. Um, I'm not a real big Christian or anything, but I do practice a little bit. But all those things with uh, Jay Paul. Practice what? Uh, Christianity. I believe in God, but I don't go as far. I don't go to church every weekend and everything. Sort of layman. Yeah. Um, but all this stuff with Jay Paul, calling Tinky Winky a big fag and everything, I don't know where the hell he gets off because, you know, there's going to be gay people everywhere. The show's got to help represent the kids what the real world is like, you know? And... Uh, I just wanted to say that, that I think it's a lot of bull, and I don't think he has a right to even say that the show is wrong or anything. He's got a right to say any jackass thing he wants to say, but we have just as much right to say he's a jackass. All right, he's a jackass. Okay, thank you. Like I said, okay, open line at Broward, all three and Dade. Maybe I should come back another day when these people have something to say. You think that might be a good idea? Because obviously today is not the day for that. A little. Uh, I really, again... Of course, the kids are out of school. Maybe that's a good excuse today. I thought it would be the other way around. We even had one guy call a little while ago. He said he's off from work today because it's President's Day. But you notice the roads were vacant. What a great – there was a Mahaya driving to work this morning. It was great, zipping along like a bat out of hell. 
Maybe they all just bailed out. Maybe they got on American and bailed out. They didn't even have anything to say about that on Friday. Maybe all the people that are pissed off are still stuck at MIA because they're slowly but surely now, now that they threaten them with a $10 million fine, the pilots uh, union, now all of a sudden they're trickling back a little bit, but there's still thousands of people hung up. And they still got nothing to say about that. I mean, I'm telling you, this is the greatest thing that the politicians who've taken over this town could ever want because they've got a passive, a captive, passive audience. No matter what they do to them, they'll say, oh, <laughs> like that. And that's why it is the way it is. Open line at Broward, all three in Dade. Five, are these working? Is this possible that this is going on here today? Seriously. 5670560 and pound 560 on a mobile one line. And, of course, the fact that it's all spots radio, that, I can see the effect that that's having, too. I sat here this morning because we can see the phone calls for the morning show. And I'm going to tell you, you could, like, take a nap in between. I think besides uh, Billy the Jet fan, there were, like, two other calls in the hour and 15 minutes that I sat here between 845 and 10 o'clock here on All Spots Radio. Another lie from Greg Reed, by the way. Oh, well, after the first of the year, boy, it'll be no spots. <laughs> well, I'll have to worry about all these 8 million spots an hour. Wrong. Another lie. Yeah. Another bunch of BS. So just get the spots in and don't worry about doing a show, okay? Don't worry about making anybody call, about taking any call, about people hanging on. Don't worry about that stuff. Get the spots in because we got to make 7 or $8 million a year just off the top to pay Wayne before we get about paying, uh, for, uh, think about paying everybody else. Comes down here to tell me, oh, we're the top biller in the market, QAM. We kicked ass in January. And as I was coming to work this morning, I'm thinking to myself, what does that mean? Because look at all the money we have to build just to pay Wayne for these sports franchises so Greg can be a sports uh, maven all over the country before we start taking care of any uh, real business. How do you like that? How would you like to have to build $7 million a year just to break even on those sports franchises before you even start running a radio station? Anybody want to try that? No. Decriminalized pot in Florida. I know that was wrong Like a fish in the ocean Strung you along Then I found out The choke was on me And now you Please say it ain't over Would you give me a clue? No Whoa, Okay Won't you blow me? No. You can show me the I want to give you a kiss. If you blow me, just one little kiss. <laughs> blow me, one little kiss. Won't you blow me? Just one little kiss. Blow me. Just one little kiss. Yeah, you know, more I think about it, I'm looking at this depiction here, this picture of Jesus as he's, uh, you know, always depicted. Real girly looking guy, you know? Real girly, long hair. Real, and look at look at the way he's got his hand up in here. And telltale, you can tell when a guy holds his hand like that. I can't show you on the radio, but you know what I'm talking about. Kind of like with the limp wrist, you can tell right off the bat. 
That's the faggot, right? No question about it. I mean, if Jesus really were like a manly guy, how come they didn't like uh, depict him like Samson? You know, all those other real macho guys from biblical days. I mean, we didn't have no pictures then either, but they always depict these people in a certain way. And Samson was like this big, you know, macho. Of course, once he got the haircut, he was like another pansy. So when he got the haircut, did that make him a pansy? Yes. I guess so. Maybe that's why Jesus kept along here. Here's a mobile in the Boynton Beach. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, how about Jimmy Bowen? I'm sticking with you. Is he dead? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. That was the he, th exactly the same time. What a memory. Yep, on roulette records. Right. Okay. Both him and Buddy Knox at the same time. Yeah. You did, you did them both at the same time. Well, congratulations. Okay, we have two open lines at Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. That's our poll question, dead or alive, Jimmy Bowens. I'm sticking with you. I wonder if that's back there somewhere. Maybe I'll look, or maybe not. That was that was a medley of his smash. They're in the mu in the mood for music today. I think they're going to be getting a lot of it. That's right. Oh, music today. They don't want to hear all these bubble mices anymore. This crowd knows it's a bunch of crap. Here's Lake Worth. Hello. Lake Worth. Hey, how's it going, Neil? Okay. I, uh, I'm not in the mood for music. I wanted to talk to you about the closing of Maple Leaf Garden. Yeah. I'm not I'm not from Toronto, and I, I'm not a Canadian, but I did happen to watch uh, Saturday night, the ceremonies after the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I grew up with hockey in, in the 60s. I was born in Baltimore. And in the old days, me and my brother used to listen to the AM radio, and that's how we got turned on the hockey so much. One year, um Right after expansion and right after the Toronto Maple Leafs traded Eddie Shack to Pittsburgh, we sent away for tickets and went up there to Maple Leaf Gardens. And I don't think the sports fans down here, probably anywhere in the United States, can get an idea of you know the relationship between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the city and 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 the team. No. Uh, <clears throat> I guess the closest thing we would have would be the Dolphins. But over like well, I mean, it's, it's you know, probably the only city in the world where you go get off the subway at College Street. And on the walls of the subway, when you get off, there are all these paintings of hockey players and all these pictures, autographed pictures of great uh, Leafs uh, captains of the past and other players. And the right thing, there at the know, subway stop. And, and and you're always talking about you know the the fans down in Florida being you know front runners and phonies. And they, are. they are. They are. These think, are the worst. These, these the are the worst fans. To call these people sports fans down here is such a mistake. I mean, most of these people would know a sports fan if he stepped on their ass. When you when you think of what Toronto's been through, I mean they they've had many many great years to be sure, like yeah. the Yankees. But when you think of the you know the failures they've had too, and what they've had to go through when they were in the original six to see uh, expansion to the NHL, and then to see teams like the Kansas City Scouts come in, mm -hmm. and the Harold Ballard years when they had you know. Uh, you're talking about almost 70 years of capacity crowds straight. Right. I mean, I used to read the hockey news, and I'd always turn and look at the attendances in the NHL. And sure enough, I mean, every game, game after game, it didn't matter how good they were or how bad they were. Mm -hmm. Over the years, 16,400 yeah, every night. That's what a real fan is. Like, like I'll be at the arena tonight to see uh, the Panther game, even though they're playing San Jose. And uh, that's what a real fan is. He shows up. doesn't make any difference who the opponent is. It was unbelievable. And, you know, since I did grow up in that era, you know, to see guys like uh, Johnny Bauer yeah. and Paul he was my favorite. clear to track here, come Shaq, he came out there. Right. But I didn't see Davey Keon. No, he, had... he boycotted it. He's, he's had some running feud with the uh, organization for many years now, and for whatever really? reason, he wasn't there. He didn't show up. That's too bad. You'd see who got the biggest uh, applause of all the uh, Maple Leafs, past and present. Dougie Gilmore. 
They introduced him towards right. the end. And I saw it. I saw the whole thing. Yeah, and he he got a tremendous ovation. Tremendous ovation. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure you can compare. I mean, Daryl Sittler got a tremendous yeah, ovation. So did Frank Mahovlich. Yeah. And John and Johnny Bauer. I thought maybe Johnny got the big. Well, you know, you can't compare them. They all were uh, emotional. It was. Uh, I thought it was. Uh, in know, fact, kind of I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you who did get the biggest ovation more than any other player than any uh, anybody with was Paul Morris, the PA announcer at the beginning. I don't know if they showed that on the uh, telecast you saw. I, I missed like the first few minutes. So right. at the very, very beginning of the ceremonies, they had Paul Morris, who's uh, got a bad wig and he's a big fat guy, <laughs> but he's been the PA announcer there for later uh, on. Yeah, for uh, later 40 on. years, and he got a tremendous ovation. Well deserved too. One other thing before I go, do you think the Panthers are going to trade for uh, an offensive-minded defenseman before the, the uh, trade? You've been, you've been reading too much Mike Russo propaganda in the newspaper, sir, and the idea about how we needed we should have tried to get Brian Burrard. Let me tell you, Mike Russo evidently don't watch any other games because Brian Burrard's performance with the Leafs has been embarrassing, humiliating at best. He can't play defense a lick. That's the last thing this organization needs is another defenseman who doesn't play defense. Well, actually, have, have a great day. Yeah, Mike Russo, another idiotic column in the local papers yesterday. Another man who doesn't know, another big, fat, chubby guy. Mike Russo has no clue what he's writing about. Open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. See, these so-called sports writers and casters in this town, what they should do is, like, buy a satellite dish and actually see uh, sports that happen outside of this town so they might have some idea of what they're writing about. I know it's a frightening concept. Here's Davey. Hello. Hey, hey, Neil, maybe I'm missing something, but how does Jerry Fowler know whether uh, Inky Dinky is a fag or a dyke? I mean, they're the most insipid, sexless things in the world, and how does he know what gender they even because are? Because he probably looked. Well, and obviously, you know, you talk about putting your own fears and beliefs and, you know, whatever, hang-ups on something else. I mean, he's putting that on a blank slate. Those things are just sexless, and he's automatically going to the gate. No, no, thing. it's not fears. It's his own uh, instrument of creating hate and of uh, getting more uh, disciples. You have to have a scapegoat. That's how what Hitler did. That's what Jimmy Baker did. That's what Jerry Falwell does. You have to have a scapegoat. Last week it was the Jews with the Antichrist. This week it's back to the gays again with the Teletubbies, with Tinky Winky. I think you're right, but that doesn't exclude the fact that he's still a latent homosexual himself. Could be. There you go. Okay, there you go. Rectum. Yeah, something like that. We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Have we had one call about the Orthodox Jews yet? No. Not one. Is there one not-Orthodox Jew out there who's got the chutzpah, got the guts to call in and say how reviled and embarrassed they are by the behavior and the Stone Age mentality of the Orthodox? Yes. Now, do we have one? No. Oh, scared the hell out of me. No, we don't, and I, I have no idea why, unless it's that same thing I mentioned last week. Oh, we don't want to air our dirty laundry. We don't want to uh, fight our battles in public. Well, why the hell not? That's the stereotype. That's what a lot of these, uh, you know, under-the-rock kind of people think a Jew is, is one of those uh, crazy Orthodox on the front page of the paper this morning. That's their idea of a Jew, just like that first caller this morning. Oh, well, you know, they, meaning gay people, they, they all speak with a lisp, and they uh, carry the purse. Right. And then when I said to him, do I have a list? Ah, oh, you know, and that was pretty much the end of the call. In fact, I'm thinking of most of the gay people that I know, and I don't, I don't know any gay people who speak with a lisp. We have some callers who I'm trying to try to discourage them, not because they're not nice people, but because they don't like to perpetuate the stereotype. We have some flamers out there. You know the one that you're always putting on, by the way, because I think you're a, not a coon hater. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, uh, latent. I, I agree with you most of the time, but, but I think you've called it wrong. I called the, it wrong. Okay, here we go. On the American Airlines strike. Yes. Because those pilots are, A, not uh, striking in the legal manner, and also they're not 
doing it over anything really substantial. They're just trying to. Stick well, when, it. when did I say that they were? Well, you you sort of said last week that I you. Said, let me say it again. Let me clarify my position very clearly. If I'm the president of American Airlines, if I'm the CEO, I'm going to do when I see a nightmare like this, especially on a holiday weekend, Valentine's Day, President's Day, three-day weekends, people's vacations being ruined. I'm going to do whatever it takes to bring it to an immediate halt and get this the planes running again, especially since, as you just said, it wasn't over like a major amount of money or anything. It was about the uh, pilots uh, in Reno, what they were getting paid. It wasn't over any money for the people striking. Right, right that's exactly. But, I mean, the pilots are not um, negotiating in good faith. I mean, if, if I'm, not, were... I'm not defending the pilots. I think the pilots are, who've been uh, calling in sick are a rotten hell. Well, I agree with that. So I was just wondering why you were saying, you know, American Airlines should, you know, be, bow be, down well, to Because them. let me say this to you, sir, and that is if I'm the flying public, if I'm a passenger, which I do a lot of flying, as you know, and I've got my vacation plan, which most people can't move them around, can't change their lives, and most people only get like maybe a week or two weeks of vacation a year, unlike some of us. And and some airline screws me up. I don't care what the reasons are. I'm not interested in what the reasons are. I want to fly. I want to get from point A to point B. And if they've got all kinds, let them straighten that out, okay? But don't destroy my life and my vacation because you can't get your act together. But it's the pilots who are doing Sir, it. Let me say company. it again. The public, if you listen to all these interviews they're doing in the airport, you hear one after another saying, I'll never fly American again. And then they interview the people from American Airlines. They'll say, oh, well, people have short memories and yada, yada. Bull crap. People don't have short memories. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to keep reminding them American Airlines sucks. Okay? I tore up my frequent flyer card on here, which I can fly whatever I want. I can fly Delta, Air Canada. I can fly Continental. You name it. I'll Italia. You name the airline, I'll fly it. But American Airlines, I will not fly it again because I don't want to make a reservation and then show up at the airport and then stand and look up on the screen. Your flight's been canceled, and God only knows if I'll ever have a flight for you, and probably not, and that's the end of your good time. Life is too short. I'm looking at all these hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in the airports here and all around the country, and their life has been screwed up because some airline can't get their crap together. Whatever it would have taken, whatever concessions they had to make, and especially since it wasn't, as this guy admits, it wasn't over any big amount of money. It was because the pilots that were coming in from this Reno airline weren't being started at the proper amount. They were getting the short, you know, because birds of a feather stick together. So give them the goddamn raise, okay? They're going to wind up losing a hell of a lot more. They've already lost a hell of a lot more than if they would have just paid the other pilots what they wanted. Just like this place, man. Pennywise and pound foolish. Just like QAM. Just like the Beasley greed people, man. Pennywise and pound foolish. Don't put in any real equipment. Don't give anybody here anything to work with. And then look like a jackass every time somebody turns to you for some information. I mean, even with our TV set up here that we got on the wall, about the only thing we can ever tell you is... And only if we feel it. That's right, only if we can feel it falling, like on our head. Oh, that's just the uh, ants falling from the ceiling again? Guy doesn't even have an exterminator. Has anybody in this business... When we worked in Sturgis, Michigan, there was a bug guy that used to come in. That's a million years ago. A bug guy. Do we even have an exterminator in this place? No. And believe me, I, th I can think of four or five upstairs that need to be exterminated right now. Anybody have a heart or a liver? My dad knocked me off. Oh! He raped me when he tied me up. When I was younger, they ran me. 
We're going to be hearing a lot more about John Bonet in the weeks and months to come because the penis gate is over and the media is desperate. Let's see, what was this fax I just got? Can all these great faxes today, of course, there's no response from the audience because they don't understand it. Here's uh, Nazi photos, two photos showing the Christianity of the Nazis. Mementos of German soldiers before the Christian cross and Hitler's brown army attending church service. All right, let's hear it. Great off, okay? And the good seasons. Other dead rockers of great oldies, uh, here's uh, Bobby Fuller of the Bobby Fuller Four. Of course, I don't have that record here because we had to learn it to the Panthers because every time Paul Laws gets in a fight, they play I Fought the Laws. and uh, You know that? He was found beaten and had ingested gasoline. That's right, 1966, dead. The guy who sounded like Buddy Holly also shared a, a, a manager was Richie Valen. Dead at 26. Well, that was a plane crash with a big bop of red Buddy Holly. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me ask you, was he an Indian, Richie Valen? Well, Mexican. Well, no, the guy, but the guy that played him, Lou uh, Skeezer. Diamond uh, Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips. Now, what is he? Mexican. He's not an Indian? Oh, he's dead too, by the way, buddy. Holly. What? What's the difference? Well, you can step on Buddy Holly. He can't feel it anymore. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560. We're talking dead rockers, okay, because Buddy Knox died 66 yesterday, bone cancer. He ain't going to be no party doll anymore. But he's in heaven now. Oh! Let's feel good about it for him, okay? He's in heaven now. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. How are you? Great. I'm calling first of all because I'm going to Cuba tomorrow. You're going to Cuba? Yep. Going to Cuba tomorrow, I'll bring you back a cigar. Liberty, Paris, Cuba. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to tell you that. How, how are you going to do that? Where are you going first? Well, you're going I'm by going way of someplace else. Going straight. Going you're going straight. straight? I'm not. <laughs> well, I'll stay straight, but you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I will. Uh, my grandma has family over there, so I'm going with my grandma. And me and my husband are going, but we're going to go do the tourist stuff, and my grandma's going to go stay with her family. Yeah. Yeah, they're having a cigar. What do you mean by the tourist stuff? You're going to go see the starving Cubans? Yeah, and we're going to go and stay in the nice hotels and watch everybody want to eat in there, and then we will be eating in their places. <laughs> so they yeah, can't. you can flip the bird out through your window on the veranda. Exactly. Uh-huh. And they're having a cigar convention while we're there. Great. And I wanted to, first of all, make a request and ask you to please play Put the Lotion in the Basket. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to tell you that Paul Bell is a babe. Who? I, Paul Belveray. Oh, Pavel. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's if we man. ever see him again, yeah. Okay, have a <laughs> good time. Thanks. Say hi to Fidel. I will. Okay, powder that Bye. mustache. Okay. Oh. Maybe she's the one that's going to, like, drop the La Bamba on the shoes or powder the mustache, do something like that for Fidel. That <laughs> a girl, sweetheart. Can't do it fast enough. Then we'll see how many people leave, huh? How many people get on those rickety banana boats and go back? Open line of date, five, six. Maricon. Come on, let's hear it. We haven't heard that once today. Maricon. Oh, that was great last week. There was the one day I was I was actually getting a little on the firm side just hearing that, the way that guy said it. He was like a real spick. He wasn't just your make-believe, but uh, he was like a real honest-to-God spick. Maricon. 
<laughs> oh, I love it. Here's Miramar. Hello. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I hate to disappoint you, but the uh, while I was waiting, it sounded like the sound is still kind of subdued. Well, you know something? There's nothing I can do about it. You know, I keep I keep saying that every day, and our engineer is too busy running around with a uh, ruler. Well, I, I wanted to tell you that... He's running uh, around with a tape measure, seeing yeah. if he can find it. I heard your comments about Jerry Falwell, and I think that probably he forgot that the one thing that uh, Christians are supposed to do that I think they forgot about is, what is they're that? supposed to treat the other people the way you'd like to be treated. Nah, that's that's a that's went out with high button shoes. That's old stuff. And uh, but there are some things that I'd like to address here about Florida. You know, Florida. These people are worried about not killing the guys, even though they commit the heinous crimes. But you know, one thing in Florida's got. It's a rare thing for a state, one out of 17 only, is if you commit a felony in Florida, yes. your rights to vote are extinguished for life. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes, that's true. It's Boy, called, so you're going to make me think twice. It's called disenfranchisement. Before I go out and shoot anybody, I'm going to think twice. Well, what, I, what I'm saying is this, that once somebody is disenfranchised from the society when they got no say about how things are going to go, you know, I would think it would alienate them a little bit. You really, you really, you really think that people are going to go out and commit serious violent crimes are worried about whether they're going to lose their right to vote? You really believe that? Well, no. You know, well, no. you know another thing about the marijuana thing, you yeah. know, a lot of these people are getting convicted on these ridiculous marijuana laws, getting felonies again, and then... Yeah. They can't vote for the rest of their life because of this you know, one incident or, you know, something. When well, again, that'll sure, that'll sure teach them a thing or two. They won't be growing all those uh, uh, two, three hundred plants in the backyard anymore. Thank God. I just, I just think that uh, Florida needs to really come up to the, you know, get themselves into the year two thousand, the Stone Age, yeah. uh-huh. the twenty-first century. And... Well, just keep in mind, pal, it's the only state shaped like a gigantic penis. So just keep that in mind, okay? You know what you're going to get when you come here. We have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560 in pound 560 on the uh, prestigious mobile one line. No comments yet on the, uh, f- on the fact that it looks very obvious to me that if you can tell what somebody is about their, if you can identify somebody's sexuality by their persona, by their physical appearance, Jesus was a flamer. I think, you know, I've got, somebody faxed me one of the pictures, and you've seen this a million times. This is j- pretty generally the way all around the world Jesus is depicted. How, I don't know. How do they depict this, somebody who lived 2,000 years ago? Based on what? Well, you know, there's that shroud. And the, the shroud don't look anything like this. In fact, has anybody ever seen anything alive that looked like that shroud? No. Huh? Give me a break. It was a, he was like a pencil neck geek if he looked like that. Was he really a pencil neck geek? Yes. Of course, he denied being, let's see, was he the one that denied being the Messiah? Or was he the one that said, yes, I am? Huh? And what did, both. But what did Monty First Python he denied say? It and then, uh, he said, Didn't Monty Python say that the one who denies it is the one who is it? And then if he says he is it, you say, aha, told you? But he was definitely uh, one of those. Wasn't he one of those? Uh-huh. Oh, God. What a great way to start your day with Marvin's Frosted Face. Yes! Now there's a new breakfast cereal for adults. Marvin's Frosted Face. Yes! Sugar Frosted Corn Flakes shaped like Marv Albert's face. Yes! Each flake is lovingly shot with a hot sploosh of sugar to frost Marv's face. Yes! And best of all, it's made of corn, so it goes through fast. Yes! So start your day the climactic way. Where's Marvin's Frosted Face? 
Okay, he's sure. back. Yes, he is. 1244 at 560 QM TNT. Ted Turner hires Marv Albert to do a basketball on TNT. Anybody worried about that? No. Hey, he likes to dress up. They don't care. Clinton likes blowjobs. They don't care. Maybe it's about time Jerry Falwell got the message, okay? Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah, hi, Uncle Neil. How are you today? Okay, sir. Uh, I heard you talking a little bit earlier about the Orthodox Jews and how they're trying to control the immigration in Israel. They are the craziest people. If you would, God forbid, drive down their street after Friday at night, they literally block the street, right. throw stones at your car, right. start screaming and yelling at you, right. and and they are the ones that want to control the immigration policy. Mm-hmm. They, so if if I was born Jewish and I and I'm a conservative Jew, they don't want me to come to Israel. Oh, absolutely not. No, because I'm not Orthodox enough for them. Let me say it again: the greatest anti-Semitism in the world comes from Orthodox Jews. If we did not have the Arab War, the Jews would have their own war against the other Jews because right. they don't like their religious following. I happened to have a conversation with an interesting Christian woman the other day, where she told me, you know, if I don't believe in Jesus, I won't go to heaven. And I'm 47. Well, I've we never all know heard that. Yeah, but I've never heard that before directly from a person that I thought had a brain. Sure. Yeah, and she said, All no, the Christians will tell you that. All the born-again Christians, the only way you can get to heaven is uh, through Jesus. She told me, if I don't, Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night to to take me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Where's uh, he going to take you? I, I'd watch myself if I were you. I'd wear a lot I'm, of heavy I'd wear some heavy uh, flannel pajamas. Yeah, and then they came up with... Because you know, based for, on this picture of Jesus that they faxed me here, I'd uh, watch yourself like uh, you know, like a hawk. Right, I've got a new friend. Of course, naturally, they believe in the devil. The devil is real. Right, it, of course, it, is real. Is real. But the funny thing is, if I can go a little further, I'm going to the Panther game tonight yeah. because of you with my family of four. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the game. And I want to say, I asked her one thing about the religious thing. I said, uh, is Hitler forgiven if he asks? to be forgiven by Christ. She says, well, of course. Of course. They, they all tell you that. Sure. I said, well, you know, no I had a rule. what you do, as long as you claim to believe in those bubble mice, you're forgiven, which shows you right off the bat how, what kind of lunacy. You're dealing with crazy people, sir. You're dealing it, with it, lunatics. If I could, one thing I told her is that after somebody kills 2.5 million people, that's where I draw the line. How many people? Well, I know. I know. 2.5? Try about uh, 12 million, yeah. Yeah, but I stop at 2.5. I forgive you up to the 2.5 is what I was kidding her about. Yeah. But I want to thank you, Neil, because I've been listening to you for 20 years. You've been making my afternoons fabulous. I've heard you go from show to show. Your consistency is great. Yes, it is. The people love you. We desperate. love you. Right. Okay, have a great day. Take care. Consistently desperate because I'm on here in this town. Anybody tells me this Orthodox Jew on the front of the Herald this morning isn't going, Oh, you can, you can read it in his lips. Am I right? Looks like he's saying I from here. No, he's saying Oi. Maybe he's going Oi. Yeah, maybe he's doing both. Crazy people with the hats and the pants and the beards and the smelly armpits and the heavy clothing. I bet you it's 120 degrees in the shade over there right now. Oh, but you know, Jerry Falwell, he's a good friend of Israel. I remember the, the days when they used to come up with that crap, the dumb Jews. Oh, yeah, you don't knock Jerry Falwell. He's a good friend of Israel. Yeah, he's got plans for Israel, baby. Because, of course, all the Jews, uh, no matter what it said, the fact God, you know, uh, it's, it's all so ridiculous. It's all so contradictory. You have to be certifiably crazy to believe any of it. The Jews were God's chosen people, but unless you believe in Jesus, you're going to go to hell. Well, there you go. Another catch-22, I guess. <laughs> Always screwing us around. The S&M God of the Jews and the Goyim. You can't win for losing with this God. Damn it. Here's a mobile in Fort Myers. Hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. 
I was calling at first to ask what you had in your paper about the Orthodox, but I think I picked it up from the last caller. Israel's the, rift over religion. It's got the yeah. picture on the cover and about how the Orthodox are like uh, having a nervous breakdown over the less Orthodox, and the Supreme Court has ruled that uh, the Orthodox can't control uh, immigration there, and they can let somebody less from uh, Jews in there, et cetera, and so on. It's embarrassing. Well, I could I could go on and on and on, so when, when enough's enough, you cut me off. Okay. Buddy. One thing I'd like to put out on the table is that this is, uh, in part, a political problem as a result of the Israeli uh, electoral system, Boy. because what you have there is a crazy small people. minority yeah. of, of, of crazies, absolutely, but a small minority because of the coalition system and the low threshold of votes, votes they need to get representation in the Knesset, they hold the rest of the government by the throat. Yeah, and I know uh, this comes as being very radical, but I think that anybody who lives in Israel by choice is crazy to begin with, okay? Any Jew who goes to Israel to live, to be surrounded by their mortal enemies, whether they're the Orthodox Jews or they're the Arabs or anybody else, uh, they got to be crazy in the first place. Well, there's, there's a lot I like about uh, being in Israel, but I'd never want to live there for like anyone. What, what cuisine? Well, actually, if you if you keep kosher, it's easier in <laughs> Jerusalem than in Fort Myers. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's, that's but, true. Yeah, that's well, who wants to live in Fort Myers? But uh, that's our poll question, by the way. Would Jews have a better time in Fort Myers or Israel? Oh man, <laughs> that's an easy one. Um, this, uh, you know, lately the past election they reformed the, the system a little bit so that you now get two votes in Israel, one for a political party and one for direct election of the prime minister, and they hope that that would alleviate this orthodox stranglehold, and it's actually made it worse because uh, they're the reason that Netanyahu got in, and he's very beholden to them, and it only strengthened their hand. Yeah. So, so um, tell them Kaksachois is what I say. Okay, Kaksachois, that's totally right. You know, they don't, they don't have a monopoly on Jewish authenticity. What yeah. they have is a, is a monopoly, which I'm happy to grant them, on what Judaism was like in the 17th century. Right, there, and it's there you go. <laughs> because, no, really, Judaism always evolved over time and was always... Well, they're, stu they're stuck in the Stone Age. That's they're the stuck in they're the 1600s, like the and that by definition, and, and I'm excluding from this the modern Orthodox, but the Black Hat Orthodox are stuck in the 1700s. That's where they want to be, and they claim that that is the most traditional form of Jewish life. And in fact, the authentic traditional form of Jewish life is for Judaism to evolve to meet the demands of any particular time, including the 21st century. I thought it was in the deli. Is the most uh, that's the most authentic that I know. Well, listen, Zygazun, Zygazun, and happy Purim. Thanks, you too. Okay, we have two open lines in date: five six seven zero five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Yeah, I'm a culinary too, baby. That's where it's at. Give me some good kishki anytime. Give me some good cheese blintzes. Now we're talking good stuff. Give me, uh, you know, some good bagels. Give me those great uh, uh, things on Purim, humantashen. Then, you know, even the goyim out there can be Jewish. If you just uh, put aside all that uh, goyish food and try all of these things, like the uh, stuff we were talking about before, that uh, cardboard, halava, two open lines in date, 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on a mobile one line. As we uh, continue squeezing here, we're squeezing for a good reason, for our lives. Here's Miami. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Um, a guy a couple calls back said something about Jesus coming as a thief in the night. Well, have you ever heard the theory of the black Jesus? Of course. Maybe that's uh, related to each other somehow, some way. Yeah. You know, um, every day that goes by, it, I never stop to feel even more embarrassed about being a Julio. And I'm going to give you an example of this. I mean, I've Maricon. Had... Maricon. Yeah, exactly. Come on, say it. Say it for me one time. Oh, yeah, Maricon. Oh, there you go. Not bad. There's been about two times that I've, 
that, that I've called. And, you know, granted, I do sound like a Julio. I've got the little Julio stick, you know, affectation of the voice a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you do. You sound like a stick. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, George confuses me with one of these little sports assholes and whatever. I think it's it sucks that these people have nothing better to do than to call your show instead of calling Radio Mambi or La Cubanissima and, you know, you know, screaming maricón, maricón, comunita, comunita over there. <laughs> yeah. They're doing it on your show. I mean, and they should. I mean, what's the, what's the, what's the Jewish word for homo? They should. Fagala. Yeah, maybe they should learn that instead. Maybe it'll be a little bit more. Yeah, that would be good. Come on, let's have some Jew calling here. They call me Fagala. We're waiting for that. Hey Neil, two more things. Um. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> okay, have a. No, no, you know what? Yes, sir. Listen, you were talking about um, you know, how these people, Jesus, this and Jesus that. How do we know that Jesus wasn't, you know, the Koresh of his time or the Manson of his time, like a, you know, a master of illusion or, mm -hmm. or whatnot? Maybe the Jerry Falwell of his time. Emil, you were talking about extermination and stuff in the, in the, in the station. Yeah. Maybe you should be careful because we all know that. Okay. He's got it all queued up. He's working on it and the bit too. Two open lines in days. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound 560 on the mobile one line. That was from a Goodfellas, am I right? George? From what? Goodfellas? I think so, yes. Very good. It wasn't from no Godfather. No. It was from Goodfellas. Exterminate, that's a bad word, exterminate. And then, of course, remember when they had to get that deer out of the trunk? They were hunting out there. They were hunting, okay? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on our mobile one line. Here's a call from Loxahatchee. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Today? Okay, sir. I can barely hear you. Are you on a payphone? Actually, I have a towel in my head because there's all kinds of machinery going on. I can't. I can barely hear anything. You're a laundry head, okay? Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> well, see, I was calling because I was fired up and pissed off of the previous call you had. Uh, the female that says she was uh, taken off to a little island 90 miles away. Right. Um, I was born there, but raised in the state, so I hopefully consider myself much as American as the next uh, apple pie. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's what pisses me off, because these people are a bunch of idiots. Cause they're oh, like, hey, Baba Juan Pablo. That's it, brother. They keep this man in power by going over there, giving him all this money for the trip. Yeah, they're going to go to the big hotels and subsidize this. You don't understand. You know, all about? Every person that goes, it's like a thousand bucks to fly over there. Yeah. My mom goes over there sometimes. And like uh, like my father, I vow never to go there as long as he's in power. You're still speaking to your mom? Yes, I do. Wow. Oh, you know, she gave birth to me. So. Uh, well, that was only an accident. But, you know, these people just don't understand that. that's what they're doing. All this money's going to him. Right. You know, when are these people going, you know, don't well, go. Well, let's do a voodoo curse. Let's choke a chicken on the front lawn just to get <laughs> and, in with that. And all the people that are there, they're stuck there because they were for him in the beginning, and now they're all sorry. So, hey, adios. Arrivederci. Okay, well, that was an accident, but nobody got hurt. We have an open line in Broward. That line was from The Godfather, by the way. Josh Friedman had to call and remind us. It was when, that was Clemenza, when they were going mattress hunting with Paulie. Oh, yeah. Oh, Paulie won't see him no more. Your good, close, personal friend, Josh Friedman, called you to write. <laughs> I can't believe he speaks to you. Well, I guess right. in his case, he can't be choosy, huh? 1256 at 560 WQAM. Yeah, Paulie won't see him no more. He ain't feeling too good. That Clemenza, thank God he had uh, like a weak bladder, you know, had to keep getting out to take a leak. Oh, that's the thing, by the way. Do you notice they're all upset about the homeless thing, about how if the homeless shelters are all full, the homeless people, it's legal for them in Miami uh, to take a leak in public? See, I, I'm, I'm asking myself, if they can take a leak in public, can they take a in public too? 
Because it would seem to me if they have to take a, you know, they'd probably go into a, like a McDonald's or somewhere, which those fast food joints are great for taking a, a good, or even a good. Squirt, squirt. Yeah, so instead of taking a leak in public, go into McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's. Squirt, squirt. Yeah. In fact, I think we ought to start building a lot more fast food joints in the homeless parts of town where they got all the homeless people stuck in there so they can. Squirt, squirt. And even, uh, yeah, not out there on the street like uh, what, like uh, Billy Carter. No. It's not just the one to two hour. It's a phenomenon. Oi! Banana picking Julio's who thrive on anarchy are building an arena for the Miami Heat. Having two arenas somehow don't seem right. Better ask Jeff Cohen for financial advice. NBA is locked down. There's no basketball. They're all on strike. Let's burn the place down. An insurance check would sure be nice. Before we lose our ads, take that can of gas. Like that, that, oh Lunch. It's 101 and 560. Of course, we had a nice brisket. By the way, the guy that uh, brought the brisket and all that other stuff that day stopped by at the hockey game a few weeks ago and said, gee, it's too bad you didn't get any. I said, yeah, and the brisket, too. Two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. I mean, you look at the picture. First of all, there's two different rallies going on over there in Jerusalem, one on the inside of the Herald. You look at the inside page, and there, these are the um, non-Orthodox. 50,000 secular Jews holding their demonstration in downtown Jerusalem, supporting the Israeli Supreme Court rulings to roll back Orthodox influence in areas of civil law. But on the front page, of course, they got to show the stereotypical, the uh, Hasidim, the real from, the crazy Orthodox. Now, you notice the difference? On the inside page where they have the secular Jews, nobody's wearing no shmatas on their head. How do you like that? Oh! But on the front page, they look like something out of the goddamn Stone Age. Oh, and by the way, hello, baby. He's dead, too. Well, it was on the same disc. I figured the big bopper ought to get like a word or two. Medley of his smash. Here's a lady mobile in Boca. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Um, I, not to bring up an issue that you've already gone over, but I'd like to tell you I really agree with you on American Airlines um, uh, situation. Right. I'm, just I'm just a flight... say no. Just as Nancy Reagan would say, just say no to American Airlines. I'm a flight attendant. Right. And... Um, I'd like to know if I could point out a couple things. Um, one is that it's not just about money. It's about flying. The flight attendants and the pilots want to fly the Reno Air route. But because they have the cheap um, labor flying them, they're not letting us do that. Um, and that's something we have to work out. That's something the company says they want to work out, but they haven't. Mm -hmm. And that's where um, the problem, I believe, lays. And so that's why everybody's standing in the airport watching their vacation time slip away. Exactly, but also flight attendants are watching their paychecks slip away because if flight attendants do not fly a certain amount of hours, they get paid next to nothing. So right. in the, the situation is a lose-lose situation right now for everyone, and I do support the union. I support my union. I walk a picket line, and I feel very strongly. However, I don't feel this was handled well on both sides um, of the situation. 
and I agree with you totally that if the if it is a problem, it's got to be fixed, and management should be able to fix this. Right. And uh, but anyway, that's really all I wanted to point out was that um, the passengers are not the only ones suffering. Other employees are suffering at, at this time. Okay. Good luck. Well. Thanks. Okay. Bye bye. There you go, right from the horses uh, from the inside. We have an open line at Broward two and date five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. See, let me say it again. When you're sitting there in the airport and you've been sitting there for 48 hours and you watch your vacation time and your life slipping away, you're not interested in the gory details. You don't care if it's this one's fault, if it's that one's fault. All you know is that you're being screwed over, that you've paid a hell of a lot of money because there ain't no bargains on airlines anymore. You've paid an arm and four legs, so you might be able to go and have a good time wherever the hell you were supposed to be going. There are people who were gone their way to their uh, marriage to get married. Like in the islands. And, of course, why anybody wants to go to the islands, for the life of me, I can't figure out. Yeah, I'm on. But, uh, nevertheless, that's their uh, that's their option. Missed my wedding because I'm sitting in the airport, some guy said. Probably the best damn thing that ever happened to him. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Uh, your, lack of, your first call this morning, the best one that would be all year. Yeah. Number one. Number Tremendous two. response on that call, too, right? No. Uh, nothing. You, well, see, you blew it right off the bat because I did like everybody else. Uh, George said Fatso was on, and I flipped it over to Encore, and I started watching it. Uh-huh. Watching it and listening to you at the same time. Oh, that's a good excuse. And about five minutes after they said that was the scene with the jelly donut and all that. That's the honey, Junior. That yeah. scene. I'd never see, I never saw that movie. Really? As old as it is. And uh, and the reason why I called, but I thought I'd hold on yeah, right at the board. I like luxury cocoa. Yeah. Was when they said exterminate, and you said good fellas, and I almost fell to the floor. I think you're slipping. I'm slipping. The, the Don is slipping. You're right. Slipping. You got a great show, Neil. Later. Have a great day. See, I don't remember it. I mean, just vaguely, I can remember Clemenza saying it, you know, but I just can't remember at what point he said it. Oh, exterminate. Oh, gee, that's a bad word to use around here. Exterminate. That was definitely Clemenza. Big fat Clemenza. Okay, Dade County's dead. 400 open lines in Dade and Fort Myers in Palm Beach and uh, Okaloosa County. 5670560 in Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Been a real gut-wrenching, a gut-twister today, but I sure hope you enjoyed Fatso. Let's just play that whole uh, feeding frenzy over and over again. We'll play that back-to-back with that Hockey Night in Canada thing that they cooked up for the closing game on Saturday at Maple Leaf Gardens. We'll just play those back-to-back. We'll piggyback them. Speaking of that, Hank Goldberg at two. Boog Shambi, who's bigger than Hank and me put together. Oh, that's that was the best line of the century, by the way. Joe Costello's in here this morning, and for whatever reason, we all start talking about how fat this place is, all the fat people that work in this joint. And I mentioned about how Boog, since I saw him briefly a couple of days ago, has ballooned up to enormous size since I had seen him a few months ago. And Joe says, yeah, but he's working out. And we all went. <laughs> yeah, everybody in the building, even, even people on different floors. <laughs> we're like... I can't tell he's working out. He's lifting that fork to his back and forth, his back and forth, man. He's working that fork like a maniac. Man, you should see this guy. Seriously, me, Hank, and the wildebeest put together don't constitute one Bukshamba. He's a monster. He'll be long at six. Yeah, he's breathing heavy. Not because he's looking at exciting people in the arena, just that he can barely breathe. He's choking on his own fat. And at 7 o'clock, we got Geldy with a pregame show. Panthers and the San Jose Sharks. 7.30 night. Anybody know who that team is? No. Any interest? No. Any interest at all? Pavel Burry's not playing. Any interested? No. Here's a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? Great. I'm a Julio, too, by the way. Yes. So I may, I may sound like one. I may not. But uh, part about, yeah, when you said that that wasn't Goodfellas, that wasn't uh, Godfather. Yeah, when sorry. They were going to, so sorry. They were going Excuse to the me. Mattresses. Mm-hmm. 
remember they said they were going to the match? Yeah, we remember now, yeah. Yeah, you remember now? I remember now. Okay, good, good. That's all I wanted to point okay, out. Okay, thank you and so much. Okay, thank you. And uh, there's no fact in the church, we know. By the way, do you know, George, that was in uh, Godfather when they were going to the mattresses? Holy cow, Aaron's coming. Got a radio six-pack in every town. It's a way of keeping profits up and costs way down. Got a growing TV network just for infomercial drugs. What looks like shiny broadcast towers to you and me are a synergistic profit opportunity. Who's supposed to be a pistol but turns out to be a dud? He's got a black velvet painting of Jesus. He provides a move around to see it all. Time to time the dotted line. He'll turn the Savior's face toward the wall. He's the crisis kind of Christian you could ever find. Got a couple thousand people just uh, licking his behind. And he plays the mighty hunter. Kind of looks like Elmer Fudd. Buddy, 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 buddy. Buddy's calling the plays, but he doesn't know the score. And when Wayne runs out of garbage, Buddy'll go and make some more. Who'll mismanage mounds of media and make him in the mud? Buddy, 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 Buddy. He's got way too many things. Own and oversee, which he calls unprecedented cost efficiency. But then, why did pay Neil Rogers not to work for seven months? But a bullet, 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 let me say it again. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Falwell, he forgot Lassie because she was really a female dog and acted like a guide dog, so it makes her a dyke. Right. And what about the Taco Bell dog? Isn't he kind of borderline? Oh, he's definitely over the border. <laughs> All right, Neil. Great job. See you. He's over the border, baby. He left his El Pasaporto behind. Open line in Broward, all three in Dade. 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I mean, that first call of this morning, gay cartoon characters. In other words, if you watch Teletubbies, will it make you gay? Yes. Yes, your children will all be a start wearing, all the guys, all the little kids, they'll be walking around with a purse, and they'll start, they'll start talking with like real flyaway S's all over the place. Because you know how they talk, don't you? Yes. He was beautiful. He was perfect. If you, if you wanted to have the stereotypical right-wing religious automaton bigot, there was that guy. Poster child for stupidity. Here's Boca. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Good. I just got back from Amsterdam last week. I was thinking about you over there. It was great. Yeah, man. Never had a chance to go anywhere out of the country except the Bahamas. Got invited and jumped on it, and uh, boy, was it great. So, in other words, you've been to the Bahamas and Amsterdam? That's a tough choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, li- I like the Bahamas. 
I really, really? Yeah, I like it over you, there. Do you think there's a comparison between going to the Bahamas no, and Amsterdam? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. No, I, I'm just thinking that when I got over there, we were kind of disoriented and lost. Everybody was so nice and helpful, and here's where you change your money, and here's the train. We hopped on the train. Right. It was great. We had a super time over there. A little uh, got my shoes messed up a couple times, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they had a little uh, in the streets. That was the only the only complaint. The rest of it was fabulous. Everybody was great. We get back home. We get off the plane in Detroit to make our connection. You went went on Northwest. Yeah, my uh, brother-in-law works for them, so I went uh, for for a good fare and all that. We had, but uh, the dog uh, grabbed him when he got off the plane, and uh, he he had nothing on him. He just, I guess, you know, we had some smell from being in the coffee shops or whatever. Maybe he was walking in that street and the dog yeah, recognized no. it. Yeah. Forty-five minutes, they searched him from top to bottom, inside, outside. Would you believe he had a ballpoint pen on him? They opened the pen to look inside the pen. Hmm. Checking, and I was embarrassed. You know, what what kind of nonsense? Does he, does he look like a drug addict or something? Well, no, but what, what are you going to find in a pen? That's gonna that's gonna hurt anybody or affect anybody. Ask James Bond, he'll tell you. I mean, unbelievable. Right. And then uh, then we have to get into a, a minibus to transfer to another terminal, and the first thing you hear is, "Hey, get to the back! I can't leave till we get push every get." And I think, you know, what a difference. Yeah. There's people on that plane that aren't from this country, and that's their first experience compared to mine right. over there. Welcome to America. Yeah. Right. Something else. But it was great. Thanks for the recommendation. Okay, glad you had a good time. Uh, okay, man. Bye bye. Okay, there's a guy who says the Amsterdam may have the Bahamas beaten by just a little bit. It's nip and tuck. It's real close right down to the wire. Yeah, I'm on. We have an open line of day, 200 of men, Fort Myers, and uh, Palm Beach, and et cetera, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Getting close to the end again, close to some music. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes. How are you, Neil? Okay. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I just want to tell you that I'm just another person pissed off at American Airlines. And uh, I'm not a big flying fan myself anyways, but uh, I did have a very close friend who uh, used to, uh, his father used to pilot for Eastern, if mm-hmm. you remember that airline. Yes. Way back when. And I'm telling you, as God is my judge, Neil, this guy was a raving alcoholic. So I'm not a, not a big fan of flying anyways, but I got to tell you that, you know, hey, these guys get paid a lot of money to do what they do, and they should be up in the air, and they should be flying people where they want to go. Amen. Thank you. Just say no to American. That's our motto on this show. Just say no to American Airlines, okay? It's not complicated. Okay, one call left on the board. Any interest here in this last uh, 41 minutes? Any interest at all? No. Huh? Five six seven oh five sixty. We may have to crack out those uh, Panther uh, uh, San Jose tickets. You know what? We have to crack those out. It's like a desperation move here to get this crowd back on their, off their ass again. Man, you talk about lethargy. You talk about indifference. You talk about squeezing and prodding and kicking in the big fat. Crack them. Man, these people are brutal today. Manishtana Halala Hazeh. Why is this day any different from any other day on the show? It's not. You might think it's going to be, but it's not. Here's a mobile in Miami Lakes. Hello. I'm Bonelli. Yes, sir. Hey, talking about the uh, the homeless. Um, that's, they can go uh, in public if the shelters are full. Right. They can well, pee on yeah. the street. Being one of the guys on the road, you know, you got a lot of uh, on the road uh, business people, uh, salespeople. You know, they rely on you on the radio. They rely on gas stations. They rely on fast food places. Right. Well, I, I pull over to use a restroom and a gas station. I just pull in. Usually if I get a soda or something, maybe a, uh, if I need gas, I'll do that too. I just needed to use the restroom. So mm-hmm. There was no purchase made. Right. There's about five employees in there, two stocking shelves and two behind the register. Uh, excuse me, is the restroom opened or do I need a key? 
uh, I'm sorry, our restroom is out of service. I said, I look at them, and, it, you know, and then I put them on the spot. Well, where do all you four go to the restroom when you need to go? And she just shrugged her shoulders and laughed. She's on the, on the floor, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, if your homeless shelter is full, you can go outside with me. Come on out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have a good time, pal. Squirt, squirt. Wow. How do you like that? See, and why do they do that at gas stations? I mean, during the daytime. I can understand at night they don't want no drifters, deadbeats, drug dealing, uh, you know, in the toilet. But why do they do that? Why do they have to lock the guy down? No, seriously, why do they lock their restrooms? Crime scene. In the daytime? Sure. The muggers hide in the stalls. Oh, get out of here. The muggers hide in the stalls. Maybe the uh, maybe the toilet police, the glory hole police might be hiding in the stalls. Just that's the excuse that well, I heard. Well, what about you go into McDonald's, they don't lock the tea room. You go into Burger King, you go into Wendy's, Kentucky Fried. Maybe at Popeye's. they like. there, too. Huh? What about Church's Chicken? Do you think they uh, lock the uh, toilet? Open line at Broward, 2 and Dade, 5670560 and pound 560. In fact, that ought to be the law. I mean, let's face it. There are times when nature calls. you got to go. A guy, I sure know that. Man, I remember like it was only yesterday. I can still smell it. Nature calls. I think that ought to be like a mandatory. That's one of the most important laws. we got too many laws in this country, but there's one that's not on the books and should be. you got a restroom in your joint. It should be open to the public. And if they don't happen to make a purchase at that point, too bad. You got to go. You got to go. Christ. Even he probably had a go now and then. Here's a mobile in the keys. Hello. Mobile in the keys. Going once. Well, maybe they had a go. Here's a mobile in Fort Myers. Hello. Neil Mann. Yes, man. Hey, I want to end the squabble between the Jamaicans and the Haitians on your show right now. You want to do what? End this uh, squabble between the Haitians and Jamaicans. Yeah, man. The Jamaicans don't like the Haitians because they believe in that voodoo garbage, which does, which does not work, obviously. But I want to say that if any Haitian can prove to me that it works by making uh, Neil Rogers have diarrhea any day this week, this day at work, yeah. that we will believe them and everything will be cool. Okay. But you'll be here Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, right? We'll see. We got some fish food. Uh, coming. Time will tell. We got okay. Time will tell. No more fish food for this kid. I'm off for sugar because my doctor, see, these doctors don't know anything, any of them. They don't, I have no faith in doctors, any of them. Okay, I hate to say that. They know nothing. They guess. It's like that best guess theory. In fact, if you look in the medical books, it'll say best guess. Well, I understand that you can't, like, diagnose everything, especially by looking at somebody's face, by shaking their hand and saying, how you doing? How do I feel? But uh, I just, I have no faith in them. I don't believe. Like, for example, when somebody tells me, well, you know, it's going to take you a couple of days for that Adelaide to get out of your system, and now here it is 10 days later, is it out of my system? No. I mean, every day is a little slow, real slow, a little better, but still some of the same side effects. No. In the meantime, I got the new blood pressure drug, which totally, uh, de, uh, it, it totally makes useless my glynase that I take for diabetes. And also, so it raises your blood sugar, which he knows, and it also makes your blood sugar medication useless. So between the two of them, three, four days ago, I'm waking up in the morning, and my blood sugar is like 226, 195, terrible. And you can't take the pill because it's been rendered useless. Oh, in a few days, don't worry, your body adjusts to it. So now I'm on what you call the enforced Atkins. I mean, if, if I even inhaled the carbohydrate right now, my sugar would go skyrocketing up, and I couldn't bring it down, only a time. I'd have to fast for like a day. So I'm on this great enforced diet now. Right, doctor? Yes. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Um, I'm leaving tomorrow for Vegas, and I'm not flying American. I'm flying Delta. 
luckily. All right. Yeah. And I just I just wanted to know um, where's the best place out there to throw away my money? I've heard you talk about the MGM. Probably in before. a casino would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you like the MGM, don't you? Well, when you there's no such thing as the best place to throw away your money. Wherever you go and have a good time, that's uh, it's a good place. Just don't go to the Rio Suite. Some of the people in this station, for some reason, maybe they're getting uh, smeared off or something. The Rio blows, okay? Yeah. Don't go. Well, it's way off the beaten path anyway. It's off the strip. They treat you like garbage in there. Don't go in the Rio Suites. It sucks. Okay, well, what about MG, shows? Well, any good shows out there? Great show. I don't go to shows, but every every major casino has got great shows. See, yeah. when you go, when you check into your place, there'll be on the table in your room, there'll be a, a booklet. It'll show you all who's playing at which place, et cetera. You go down, you talk to the concierge, you get tickets to whatever you want to see. Okay. Thanks, Hale. You'll have a great time, pal. All right, great. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, you know, different uh, strokes for different folks. Some people like uh, marginal garbage places that are way off the beaten path. I don't. I happen to like uh, being on the strip, being convenient to wherever all the action is and seeing all the good places, and that's what I like. If you want to be like uh, a mile off uh, where they treat you like garbage, where, uh, you know, the casino is like, a casino is like a phone booth. It's like this studio, the casino in the Rio Suites. It blows. <laughs> Were you fudge packing? depends on you and the powers you possess. Since you saved his life with his flying scissor knife, he's got a job for you to do. At 560 WQM, the Hank Goldberg Show at Chula Steak 2 at 2 o'clock. we got Booster at 6 pregame at 7 Panthers and the San Jose Sharks. Any interest in that San Jose game with the Panthers night? No. 735 at the Macarena. Any interest at all? No. Anyway, somebody faxes us this, which we have great interest in, because it's from our good friend Dr. Jim Kennedy <laughs> at the Grove Ridge Presbyterian Church, who never met a scapegoat they didn't like. Dear friend, this is a copy of a letter that uh, James Kennedy is sending out. Dear friend, and by the way, Dr. Kennedy, we've got spies in your organization, okay? And we know about that guy that plays the organ. Guess what, Dr. Jim? That ain't the only organ he's diddling with. But anyway, it says, Dear friend, perhaps you've already felt the birth pangs of a new millennium. Anticipation is in the air. Maybe you've even asked, where is America headed and can I make a difference? I believe you can make a difference. In fact, Christians like you, foot soldiers serving our Lord in every community, are the key to America's future. That's why I invite you to join me and dozens of the most respected Christian leaders at Reclaiming America for Christ 99 in Fort Lauderdale, February 26th through 28th. These three inspiring days will equip you to influence a local election, defend the unborn, protect your community from pornography, reach the uh, lost for Christ, whatever God leads you to do. Reach the lost for Christ. 
The new millennium beckons. We must boldly take action or forever lose this truly historic opportunity to reclaim our nation. Now is the time. Plan to join me in February, Dr. James Kennedy. And there's a picture of that smiling, obnoxious, sanctimonious puss with his flowing robes and his multi-million dollar organization and his satellite network, et cetera, and so on. Take back our nation, this Christian nation, the Goyesha nation. I guess that's the choice. I guess that's what it's going to be. It's either going to be Queer Nation or Goyesha Nation. Those are the only choices. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. First of all, happy birthday to me yesterday. Yeah. Number one. Uh, second, I guess you and I are the only two non-lisping fags in the country. Is that it? Speak for yourself, man. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I guess all those guys I slept with, it was just for what, controversy or what? I mean, uh, what's the deal there? Mm-hmm. That guy was, the guy was wonderful. Tea Room Report. McDonald's, Broward Boulevard, downtown Fort Lauderdale, locks the tea room. Well, that's probably because you're hanging out there. We have an open line at Broward, all three in Dade, five, six, seven. They know. Oh, they, they, they know exactly what you're doing in there, sir. You're looking for glory holes. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty and pound five, sixty on the AT&T wireless line. We got 26 minutes to go. It's going to be right down to the wire today. Can we do it? No. I don't think so. This crowd, man, they're emaciated. They've lost a Heshek to do this anymore. They just can't They can't get it up, even to get to the phone and dial the numbers. We're paying for it, and they still can't do it. 567 pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We always got... Here's Tamarack. Hello. I'm Neil. I'm Dean, and you're a douchebag. Okay, thank you so much. Oh, that's right. The kids are out of school today. They're paying in the ass little kids. But at least he made the effort to have Daddy call. Oh, yeah, he didn't call. We always appreciate those parents that call. Have George put you on hold. They put your punky little uh, pain-in-the-ass kids on here. Too bad your kid didn't watch that 60 Minutes piece last night with that nine-year-old genius and see what smart kids are really all about. Okay, down to one call. (coughs) Oh, boy. You see how God punishes me for this? Boy, does he work in mysterious ways or what? 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Today? Okay, sir. Hey, a question for you, please. I'm driving around listening to your show. You shot down the Rio pretty hard. I just made reservations out there for late March, early April. Cancel it. Go someplace else. The Rio sucks. As far, as, the they... as far as anything, it's a crap place, okay? If you want to go there for the buffet, which I have no idea why you go there for the buffet when you go to any buffet, if you want to go there, you can go in off the street, but you don't want to stay there. The casino right. blows. They're rude in there. They're crap. You know, I went to the local cigar See, shop. If, if, one, if one person treats me rudely in Vegas, I know I'm never going to go back there again because there are too many places where they treat you great in Vegas. Why would you go to a place where they treat you like garbage? Never, ever. Well, I base this whole thing on that. You ever pick up the gaming magazine in the local cigar shops or anything? No. They, they, they raved about the Rio. Well, well yeah. Every, see, it's, it's, you know what it's like? It's like the famous, I mean, yeah, the, the, I mean, the, um, the, the Rascal House. And oh, it's the like, Darling, the Rascal House. Uh, no, you're not listening to me. It's like the Rascal House and the Forge and all these others, and Joe Stonecrabs, all these state-of-mind places, okay, that they okay. people people rave about them, but you go there, and it's nothing special. It's absolutely nothing. It's a state of mind. Oh, jeez. I mean, no, no, seriously, if you want to go there, I'm sure that other people on the station would tell you, oh, the Rio is great, we had a great time. Fine, check it out. But you know something? The MGM is a thousand times better. A Mirage, Caesars, I mean, uh, Bellagio, there's a billion places to go. Why would you want to go to a place that's off the beaten path anyway? 
Uh, truthfully, I mean, you know, like I said, I've been to Vegas a few times. You know, going out there, I got the honeymoon suite. I get, you know, but, but, nice but why do you want to stay at a place that's off the strip? What, what's the point? Ah, there is no point. I'm, but you know, what am I going to do? It's gone. It's done. Even, even the Imperial Palace, which to me is a dump, but even that place is so greatly oh, located. Now, huh? now you're killing me. No, but I'm just saying, even that place is strategically located. It's right in the middle of the strip. You can, I mean. You can sleep anywhere. I mean, no place is going to give you crappy rooms. Maybe some of the real old rooms in the Stardust you wouldn't want to stay in. That's an old place. But but you stay in almost any casino. The rooms are going to be okay. What are you going to do there except sleep? Yeah. Right? True. You're going to You're be right. out and about plunging your brains out. You're right. But look at it this way. The worst day in Vegas is still better than the best day here. In well, South that's Florida. for damn sure, even out on the street, right. Have a All good right. time, pal. Take care. Okay, see, I feel, I feel bad about that because I know other people are, oh, you had one lousy experience and you're bad. That's right. That's right. That was my experience. It's like I mean, if I fly on an airline one time for the first time and they treat me like crap and it's a real, uh, you know, they're way late and the food is garbage and they treat you like, I'm not going to try it again. I'm not going to say, oh, boy, you know, I just must have had a bad experience. I'm not going to try it again. There are too many other choices. There are too many other alternatives. And in Vegas, there's a zillion different alternatives, most of them right there on the strip. I mean, I rent a car every time I go there, but what, do I want to stay off the strip? No. Of course not. I mean, you're at the MGM, you can walk across the street to the Tropicana, or you can walk over to the New York, New York, or next door you can walk to uh, Bellagio. You can go anywhere. But when you stand at one, I mean, I, I like Palace Station for gambling, which is like a mile off the strip. It's a good place to go. they got a good buffet. they got a great breakfast joint in there in Palace Station. But do I want to stay there? No. Of course not. What do I want to stay there for? See, if you're smart, not dumb like Fredo, if you're smart, you rent a car, you valet park at any casino you go to, and then you go in there for however long you want. You come out, you smear the guy a couple of bucks, you get your car, and you go wherever you want. That's the way to do it. Or if you're too cheap to even do that, you self-park any place you want to go. I mean, what, what's what's the problem? What's the mystery? Oh, the Rio, it's great. Okay. I, I want to throw up just thinking about it. Just tell me what your problem is. On the good ship, on the start, it's a slave ship, and it's very hot when you roll all day. And to whip you on the back with chains. It's a wooden ship, and it smells a lot like an arm. Or a bad egg fart, and when you die of disease, they throw the body in the sea. In a hole, no toilet bowl, your pillow is a rat. And if you complain, oh no, white devil meet you in the rusty chase on the sleigh. They don't serve no food when you get seasick. They feed it back to you. Life is very hard oh. on the good ship on the stars. 144-560 WQM on a great Monday, boy. We're almost up to Purim. Where it's president. By the way, it's President's Day. How can we have any talk about that today? No. None. President's Day. Why aren't we, like, all whipped up and uh, pissed off about that? I'm not. Here's Hollywood. Hello. No, I couldn't agree with you more about Vegas. I think those magazines that they have out there, just like down here, you know, the best restaurant, the best this, the best that, is like whoever pays. Whoever smears the most. Right, right. exactly. MGM is 
the place to be. I agree. I, I, mean, that I, guy, I would never stay anyplace else unless I couldn't get in there, you know, if they were booked up or something. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I said if I had, if I did have a bad experience, I'd check out and go to the next, go someplace else. Sure. I mean, I mean, you have to have a, you know, brains are dangerous, but I mean, come on, you're paying good money to be out there. They love you when you're out there. I've never had a bad time. And, uh, and upset. this is the guy who says he's been out there a couple of times already. If you've already been out there, you, know. and you see where the Rio is. Why does anybody want to stay there? Well, what's the point? What's the benefit of staying that far? I mean, can you walk anywhere from there? No, of course not. And the way to do it is, like you said, you get the car. You, you know, thirty bucks, forty bucks, fifty bucks for a car, whatever. You know, whatever you want right. to get. You can get a little crappy car if you're a, sh- a, sh- a Schmendrick. And, you're, uh, you're better off. That's better off. Yeah, who cares? Get a crappy car. Then a you get around in the traffic. You go on the back streets, Colval Lane, uh, whatever those streets are. Go out to the mountains. Right. Smoke a few doobs, whatever. That's and, the way to do it. And what's, what's, what's with Terry Murray? Let me ask you: If Pavel is late, is he going to bench him? I mean, yeah. what is this guy's yeah. problem? He, the problem is he's a jackass, okay? He th- nothing. He thinks he's a Sunday school teacher. He's a kindergarten teacher. He's not a hockey coach. He never no. will be. Here, Mar- they finally bring Mark Parrish back after demoting of the minors, which is a mistake in the first place. Right. He's playing out of his mind. He's one of the few guys left in the lineup who actually is a danger to score for. He's playing great. Oh, well, gee. And, of course, when you, when you look at the extenuating circumstances, if you read the story, yeah, it, it, how he, he never got the wake-up call. He got a call from uh, Brett Hedekin, who had got up early, his roommate, to go to the doctor because he's got the eye thing. So he calls him, and he sees that he's still there, wakes him up, and he r- jumps in the cab says, I'll probably beat the team bus to the arena. Right. But he goes to the wrong arena, okay, to practice. He doesn't it's live not, in Montreal. It's not he's like it's in, in Ottawa. Not like intentionally that he got there late. And in spite of that, oh, there's no excuses. I don't yeah. Terry Murray's an asshole. Why, why, he really why doesn't he just like assemble the team in a single file order and they all go on a bus together and hold hands? That's where they get it. I mean, you know, I coached. He teams. even he even stiffed his brother. Did you read that? The bus the day before. Yeah. The, uh, Brian, uh, they, they got the bus uh, left early before Brian thought, and he had to pay forty bucks for a cab to go to the arena because Terry is such a jackass. You know He's what? an idiot. I coach a bunch of high school kids, and uh, if I even tried to pull that crap on them, you know, they, they say I ain't gonna play for you. You know, screw they, you. They tell you screw off. That's well, right. Hey, can I hear that Goldie bit? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's short and sweet and to the point. I think he just means... Kobe, I Yeah, that's what he means. Okay, we have an open line in Broward 2 and Dave, 5670560 and pound 560. And let me say this again, okay? I mean, whatever you like, you like. If you like vanilla ice cream, that's fine. But if you go to Vegas and you're one of those people that's such such a pig that that's the main thing you go for, you can eat here. There's all kinds of food here. You want to go to buffet, go to Emerald Coast. You want a great steak, go to uh, Ruth's Chris. Go wherever you like. But, I mean, people that stand on line for 45 minutes or an hour and a half in these buffet lines, while they could be losing their money and having a great time, I don't understand that. To each its own, and lots of people do it, believe me. But when you go to the MGM or the Mirage or a lot of those places, unless you pick a really bizarre time or you just happen to be lucky, you got to be crazy to waste that much time standing in line for a buffet. I've never been able to understand people that take thousands of dollars and are perfectly willing to lose it in Vegas, but they'll stand on line for an hour and a half to get a five ninety-five or a $10 buffet so they can pick out. Well, what's the logic in that? Huh? I mean, there's lots of great expensive restaurants out there. Why not, uh, you know, gamble $100 less and go out and uh, have a great dinner for two? They're great cheap restaurants. Yes, there are. There's all every kind of food under the sun out there. But the notion of standing in line for the buffet for like an hour and two hours and just standing, how can you do it? I, I look at those people, they remind me of the old people standing in line at the Rascal House. All they need is the little bag with the, the dill pickles and the coleslaw inside, and they'd, they'd be a match made in purgatory. 
Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. This is Neil. Speaking. Am I caller 10? Yeah, you're caller 10. What can I we do for you, sir? What can we do for you? Yeah, here's a ticket for you, okay? <laughs> Open line at Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. What are you putting your head uh, in your hand for? Don't you recognize him, that, that cracker, that redneck, that Yahoo? That Rectum. liquor? Here's Miami. Hello? Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Well, one thing, you hit the nail right on the head. These people are in the lines in uh, Vegas because, like you said, 595 or 375 they just think they're they're getting such a bargain that they just have to get something for free. Or and I'm not like saying that. that the food in some of the buffets isn't great. I've eaten in buffets, but that was years ago before the hotels got so congested and crowded that now you have to stand in line forever. And I've also stood in line in some of those places years ago and, and, and learned a bad lesson. That is, it's not worth standing in line. There's nothing in those buffets that's so great it's worth standing in line an hour and a half for. Absolutely. Uh, along with that, what that other caller said, Terry Murray, total a hole. He was totally out coached last week in the St. Louis game. He's he doesn't an know asshole. what he's yeah. doing. He really doesn't know what he's doing. And now he's got Peter Worrell. A guy scored gets a couple of goals in two games. Now he's on the first line. He's on the power play. He's got Chris, Christina Wells out there in a power play. I mean, this guy, uh, forget it. No, you're absolutely. He better hope that Pavel heals up real quick and gets back in that lineup and scores about 100 goals between now and the end of the year, or their playoff chances are none. That's it. It's all writing. If they make the playoffs, it won't be because of the coach. I guarantee you that. It'll be in spite of him. Right. But as you as you said, the people down here. I'm originally from Canada myself. The people down here don't know, you know, the first ins and outs. So I guess he figures he can uh, he can pull it over and, and, and look so like he knows he what he's doing. He can pull the woolly over their eyes. That's right. Exactly, sir. Well, good luck to us. Thank you. And have a Bye. great day. See you around, eh? Dave County is waiting on you. Five six seven. I see Boca Brian's in here now. So that guy that hates him like poison, you might call and speak to him personally. If he calls, put him on the phone with Brian. Let him uh, chew his ass out. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wire. Yeah, he's your biggest fan. He's our biggest pain in the ass, and you're our biggest fan, Mister. Every day, George gets two hundred eighty-five calls, and if we even played like a note, just one note of anything by Boca Brian, and half the other stuff too. What? He thinks it's all Book O'Brien. So it is. Every it. every bit that we play, sir, may not sound like him, but he's amazing with those voices. Everything we play. For example, oh, that's Book O'Brien. Yeah. That's Book O'Brien. Okay, it sounds like Mandage. Even all right. a lot of people think that's Mandage. It's Book O'Brien. And when we play, hey, stupid. a lot of people think that's Hank. It's Book O'Brien. So everything we play on the show, sir, I want you to get your finger in that dialing position, stick one finger in the phone, one in your, Rectum. and just have a great time. <laughs> oh. He already has?